Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Wimmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And currently, the Gmail virus scanners are temporarily unavailable. <laughs> What? I don't know. I'm trying to send is you guys. Oh, okay. I'm trying to send you guys this thumbnail, and it says that on my thing. So it's that's sad. the first thing that came to my mind. Today we are doing our NBA live lottery, where we are going to pick the Man, no lottery order. Me. I yeah, was like, Whoa. I was like, who's got their speaker on? Where we are going to pick the order for the lottery. You know, it's coming up on May 14th. We did this last year. We will we will, we will pick it, hand pick it. Uh, for what we think will happen um, on May 14th for the 14 teams that are in the lottery. And then we will make our own uh, mock draft based off of that, uh, at least, lottery. So this is something that we will do. And this is also something that I want to kind of address as well, because a lot of people, and especially our uh, patron Brian, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, wanted us to at least do a tankathon sim before we start doing our mock drafts. And we have come to the conclusion that we will do that um, uh, from here on out, at least uh, not from here on out, I'm sorry. Next year. Uh, yeah, from next year, because the next mock draft will, will be after the lottery, so yeah. you don't have to deal with that. Um, but yeah, from from next year, we will do a tankathon sim before every yep. mock, mock draft, just so we can get a little bit of variation, and then we will still keep this one uh, for our big lottery. Um, but since it's not going to be totally special, since mm-hmm. this is the first one with an actual lottery, we'll probably have to get fireworks. Well, and I mean, just to quote, <laughs> just, just to quote Dave, because Dave likes to tell me this, it's like, with these, did. we didn't calculate with these new odds that there's there's how many percent chance that it stays chalk, Dave? Zero. Even though there is a chance that it could still stay chalk. Well, I mean, if you look <laughs> at, I mean, Tankathon, you just mm-hmm. sim it twice, like or like fourteen times, like you, it's going to be tar- hard to find the same lotto. Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um. So it's going to be very exciting. Uh, we're probably going to mess up because last year was just so easy. Um, it was just three. <laughs> it really was. Now it's four, and we're really dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be really tough for us to get and this right. And that one team is hard. It's going to be brutal. Yeah. So uh, keep with us. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing our best. Um, and we'll, we'll also put timestamps uh, so you don't have to watch the lottery if you don't want to. Um, but some people like it. Some people yeah. have fun with it. So uh, we're, And we have fun with it, too. So we're going to do that as well. Before we get into that, though, we will do Wet Boys, and we're going to make it fairly quick as well. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to talk about the dampest of dudes, the moistest of men, the soggiest of shooters, the dampest of dudes. Did I ever say that? You, you did. said that. Well, whatever. They're that damp. Uh, we're <laughs> talking about historic performances, guys that absolutely popped off in the past week, guys that hold, we hold near and dear to our hearts, um, at least me specifically. Um, and one guy who hit a, a crazy, ridiculous shot, um, and apparently it was a really bad shot, although he shoots 34% uh, from out there, and Paul George wasn't even on him. Uh, but Ricky, <laughs> we'll go to you first. I think I gave too much away. But Ricky, yeah, we'll go spoilers. to you first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with mine, uh, that one guy that you were talking about, I almost made it him. What but if? What if? Hold on. What? What if we just don't do what boys and we just make them guess? 
<laughs> uh, we could do and, that. And it, if, if you get all three, so. if, you, if you get all three, we'll, we'll send you we, Starburst. We kind of talk. You know, Alpha and you went, oh, yeah. We should do that one week. Because you know what? We describe our wet boy, and they have to then guess who our wet boys are right. for one week. But this week, mine's Kevin Durant. And the thing that I want to throw out about KD is not that he was shooting 50% from, over 50% from the field. Not that he averaged 43 points. I saw a tweet today, and this kind of solidified his wet boyness for this week. Since the quote, I am Kevin Durant, you know who I am. Since then, Durant has had 38, 33, 45, and 50 points in games. And he's gone 14 of 23, 12 of 21, 14 of 26, and 15 of 26. The dude has gone off ever since proclaiming who what we already knew, that he is Kevin Durant. And this week, getting a wet boy, especially after that 50-point game of saying, Bye-bye to the Clippers or that nasty net that the Warriors had on their arm. Do you guys find it a little pathetic that the number one seed in the Western Conference, the team is, that has won two straight finals uh, with five All-Stars, well, four now since uh, DeMarcus Cousins is out for the, the postseason, mm-hmm. uh, do you think it's pathetic that they lost two games to the Clippers? No. Yeah. Clippers are a good team, man. Are they a good team, or did the clip, the Warriors just look overlook them every single game? Uh, like, oh, we no. were up 31. We took our gas and I mean, put off the pedal. No, the Clippers are a well-coached I mean, I lo- team. And I, I mean, yeah, Pat Bev is great defensive, and Lou Will is great offense. And I mean, and those those two, one person. when yeah. those two Montrez, played up, yeah. I, mean, it. I mean, Montrez, had, like, it was what, game, was that game five that I'm thinking of, where Montrez and Lou Will accounted for, like, yeah. I think it was like fifty. No, it was like yeah, it was game five. Yeah, where it was like fifty or seventy points yeah. of their offense was through it's those a two wide players, range, brother. Yeah, well, I couldn't remember exactly. Comment section helped me out, but it's like I think the Clippers were good. I don't think they overlooked it. They just played up for two games, and the Warriors got past them. Just fucking Google it. You I mean, I could. No, nope. I could. Nope, it's it's too late now. It's too late. But David, it's also too late to pick your wet boy. Um, and you were kind of forced into this one. Yeah, I felt a little weird because I was like, we just. I think on Wednesday I was like, well, yeah. this guy's I getting a wet boy. Him. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Damian Lillard. You know, he he sort of had that fu three at the end of the game, telling OKC's bench to bye bye. I think it was just great. I mean, he's just been amazing this year. This has been the Damian Lillard that we all hope to see, and last year's disappointment now is washed away. Like I've I've no more bad feelings for these Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Um, great redemption story. It really was, and you know, it's Chuck's darling team. When Charles Barkley picks you to go to the NBA Finals, you got to live up, and I think they they really have been. Yeah, and they might get an easier road if they get the Spurs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that game is going to be happening soon. It hasn't tipped off yet. It will no. tip off um, shortly. Yeah, tip off shortly. Uh, so you'll obviously know the uh, the results of that before. But right now, that game isn't over. But they get the Spurs. I mean, this could be a team that goes to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. I looked it up. 57. That's why I was thinking 70. A 5 and a 7. There you go. So. 57 was Montrezl Harold yeah. and Lou Will in that game five. And also, it's not like I didn't want Dame. It's just kind of like you get, you just got the short end of the stick because Dame was going to be a wet boy, yeah. but Ricky was like, Ricky picked his first, and yeah. then I needed to get my guy in. And that's so fair. Like, I, picked, I picked Hitler, but like how many times this year? So like, pick. What? I picked Hitler like how many times this year? James Harden. I, yeah. I didn't, it didn't click in my head <laughs> on what he meant. And it, if this is someone's first video, you're like, oh, this is just a bunch of white supremacists. Oh, my God, no. Uh, yeah, James Harden. Yeah, well, his, I'm sorry, I'm on Reddit too much. His nickname on Reddit may be Hitler. Okay. So, right. that's, I picked him how many times? We default picked him how many times? I'm okay with having to pick Damien Lillard. Three times we all picked him at the same time, and then ten times total. I got a question about He hasn't gotten Dame. one this, yet. No, no, so. no. This has to do with Dame's wet boy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, PG-13 is uh, a poor sport? 
for how he uh, reacted to the game winner nope, by Damian Donovan Lillard. Mitchell's a worse poor sport. No, they, no, no. I'm not asking that, worse poor sport. I'm just no. asking was PG-13 a poor sport? No, because I, I like Don Mitch has nothing to do with this. No, it, I just, it is by comparison. Yeah. He is not a poor but sport now. I'm not asking. No, I just want to bash down okay. Mitchell right now. Okay, I mean, take Paul the opportunity. George, you know. <laughs> Paul George wasn't wrong really because that is a bad shot. You're taking a fadeaway three from but, thirty plus feet out. Yeah, like Damian Lillard. It doesn't. Yeah, mean but anything. I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, I mean. The the other buzzer beater that mm-hmm. he hit, I think, was closer. And he was going. It was more of a, it wasn't a fadeaway. It was more of a, a, a uh, what's it called? Uh, he was taking Step himself. In. Yeah, well, yeah, he was. He. Uh, Are you talking the one from four years ago? Yeah, where they beat the Rockets. He was going right to left. He, he jumped yeah. up. Was it was going on right the other side left. of the court. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I can't think of what it was called because he, he didn't go backwards. He was going side to side. Yeah, and I've been at work for like twelve <laughs> hours, so I have no <laughs> idea what what I'm tr- trying to say. Um, That's all right. Leaner, lateral leaner. motion. Yeah, it was leaner. What? Sure. Lateral motion. Sure. Side to Whatever. side. Motion. It, there's an actual. Yeah, that, I, I've heard them. Shot. I've heard people describe it as a lateral motion three pointer. I don't. That's yeah, definitely. That's definitely he was using uh, lateral motion. <laughs> it was like Jordan. It's, it was like Jordan's. Yeah. Uh, where he where went, he's going sideways, yeah, and just, right to left mm-hmm. uh, against the, the Jazz. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Dame. I don't think it was. A, I mean, it was it was a bad shot in theory. But like, he had I just think of the tone of how he said it was like. In that moment, I wouldn't have been like, well, you know, it's a bad shot. So, well, I mean, there's nothing that's wrong That's what you got to tell yourself. Like, yeah. That's what you tell yourself, but to the media, I would have been like, hey, man, well, good on him. He made the shot, and you know what? Like, in, in That's this, the kind of answer I would have given. In this theory, what would you rather have? Mm-hmm. A guy take that shot, or a guy, or you play up on him, and then he drives on you, and then he gets an easy oh, lay-in. Then, not, then that's that's worse. So, yeah, I'm not saying he should have I mean, did anything different on the court. I just didn't no, like the answer. I didn't like the answer of just like, well, you know, it's a bad shot. It was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Give credit to Dame because they did beat you. Show a little humility. And then to yourself, you can say that it was a bad shot. Whatever you got to tell yourself to make you feel better. But I just didn't like that answer as a media answer. Yeah, they should have they went to the media darling and mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. See what well, he had, had I love that response. The first reply on Twitter was, hmm, I wonder how many bad shots he feels uh, about the guy sitting next to him. Also, can we just admit the fact that um, Nurkic showed up to the game Partway through, because yeah. he was hurt, he was at home, mm-hmm. third quarter, he drives up to the <laughs> arena, and then he's wearing the t-shirt to mock Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then swore on and then, yeah, live TV. Swore on live TV, pardon my French. <laughs> I mean, I was just all around. You gotta, like, they're such again? a good team. I know he said pardon my French, but did you say fuck it? He said fuck, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, it was just... It's a feel-good team right now. Yeah. It's hard not to like them. It's a team, too, that just got the fucking worst of it last year after they got blown out oh, by the yeah. Pelicans. Uh, so the fact that they can redeem themselves like that, it's awesome. Because, I mean, CJ and Dame, very likable guys. Yeah. Also with the Nurkic injury, like, that was just something that was absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. That he finally, you know, has this crazy great season. Um, he had a great season last year with Portland, too. But, like, but he's you know, he was having so such a good season. And then you see that just, like, a freak accident. It was very similar to Hayward or, or like, Kevin Ware. Like, it just sucks. Uh, to see, yeah. um, but and you got Cantor giving the Knicks uh, a middle finger. You're like, thanks for the <laughs> yeah. release again. Yeah, yeah thanks for waving me. Um, but we're gonna go to my guy. Uh, he's the best player in the NBA. It's Nikola Jokic. Uh, he averaged 29, 12, 8, 54, and 36 percent from three. Um, and he's just an absolute monster. And the reason why uh, they are losing these games are not because of Nikola Jokic. It's because uh, his teammates kind of suck. Uh, the guard play sucks on that team, uh, or at least it has this year. Um, or at least, sorry, it has this playoffs. Uh, it hasn't. It hasn't sucked this year. This yeah, they did seed. win a lot of games, um, but they're they're great regular season. Team they've been right now. inconsistent. The guards, uh, we'll say that. But yep. Nikola Jokic, uh, in those past three games, he had 29 points in one of them, 12 assi- uh, 12 rebounds, 
eight assists with no turnovers. That was in a 14-point win. And then the last game, which uh, as of recording this was uh, on the 25th, uh, he had 43 points on 19 of 30 shooting. And uh, he was an absolute monster, also grabbing 12 boards and nine assists. Uh, not averaging a triple-double, so obviously he's not as good as Russell Westbrook, but no. he is very, no. very good. Um, and in my opinion, the, the, the greatest basketball player of all time. And uh, will be the second next year after you're, Nas Reed selected. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> I mean, it's wrong. I know it is. Um, it's also a joke. Um, so if you think I actually think Jokic is the best player in the NBA, uh, I'm clearly joking. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, shout out to Nikola Jokic. That's his first white boy. Um, wow. First white boy. Are the playoffs uh, this year? I think it's of the. Re- I don't think he got one in the regular season. I feel like you would have given him one. Uh, no, I, 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 I was very proud of myself. I did not pigeonhole him into a place that he didn't deserve. But he's digging up the um, I mean, like he had yeah, look a it good season. Yeah, the, well, the like thing that Jokic was... would do, and he's, he's, he hasn't done this in the playoffs, he would be like, oh, I'm going to score, I'm going to take like 15 shots tonight. And then he would be like, I'm, not, I'm shooting one shot. Yeah. Um, and then you'd be like, well, I can't pick a guy who averaged, you know, 14 points with the crazy score that we had this year, like 14 points, um, because like, you know, he had one great game, but then the other games he kind of just like yeah. fizzled out. You're right. You said Nurkic has gotten one. Before well, he had a five by five. Jokic yeah, did. That's very special. Yeah, but Jokic did not have a what boy this year. All right, really? congrats. Jokic. Is that his first ever too? I um, don't know. I, 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 I don't, don't think I gave him one last year. Oh no, I did give him one last year. So that's the second. Um, uh, February sixteenth, I gave him one. Yeah. Um, so his so. second ever what boy? All right, cool. Uh, so that is uh, that's that. That's the T boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I just said that. Um, anyways, <laughs> T boys. Uh, yeah, it's a Twitter thing. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll move now into the uh, NBA lock mock mock lotto. Mock, live, live, we live, call it the live, live, live mock lotto because of that. Live yeah. mock lotto mock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll go with that one. Cool. But let's move into the main event. This is Woo. probably I'm second favorite podcast of the year. Is it? it it's pretty it's, fun. It's, it's up it's there. It's top three. It's a top fiver. Oh, it's not top, it's not top three for you? I got you guys got to understand. I I am really excited come NFL draft time. We so also like, yeah. You also do ninety other the live, podcasts. Yeah. The, so the live NFL mock is always fun. I love the actual draft day mock. That's always fun too. The live Ooh. stream is good too. So I mean, it's a hard top five for me. I had five, fun with the live NBA one. I think that one might be my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's a good one. Anyways, uh, if you are just joining us for this segment on YouTube, we are picking our lottery. Uh, uh, what's it called? We're mocking our lottery. We're Live mocking mock, lotto, yeah. mock, lottery, draft, mock, mock. Our mm-hmm. LM squared. Yeah, our LM squared. <laughs> so it's a live mock and a live... Uh, mock draft. Yeah, so it's a live <laughs> mock lottery and it's a live mock. Uh, so we will be... We have uh, ping pong balls. We have 14 ping pong balls in here uh, listed 1 through 14. Uh, we also have 1,000 combinations. There's technically 1,001 combinations for this, uh, but they drop the, they throw the, the one 12, out. 13, 14, and 15 one out mm-hmm. of the window. Um, so there's 1,000 combinations, and each team has been assigned the right amount of numbers. Uh, Knicks have 140. Cavs have 140. Phoenix Suns have 140, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think the Bulls have, like, 125. The Hawks have 105. Uh, Wizards have 90. There's three teams with 60. One team with 30, uh, one team with 20, and then uh, the last three have 10. Um, so we, you know, those combina- those numbers have combinations. Um, and then I'll read out the combination, obviously. I'll pick it out. Uh, four balls uh, decides the combination. So if it's one, two, three, four, uh, I'll tell that to Dave. Dave will look it up. And then in the spreadsheet, we have a list. So one, two, three, four would correspond to the number one. Uh, and then Dave will look up who has number one. That would be the Phoenix Suns. So the Suns would get the number one overall pick. Yep. Um, and we're doing this for the top four uh, picks because 
Uh, those are the decided by the lottery, and then it just falls into reverse standings order. So if the Knicks don't get the number one pick, they will get the number uh, five pick. Um, if the Suns don't get the number one pick or a top four pick, uh, they will get the number six pick. Correct. Um, just because, or if the Knicks and Suns, whatever. Um, if the Knicks the do, team the can follow four spots. Exactly. Um, so yeah. And just to make Dave, an- just to make Dave angry, I hope it stays chalk. <laughs> Could you imagine we went through all this work and we just do the same lock again? I would lose my shit on I the think air. We'd Dave would be like, fuck it, do it again. I, I think yeah. we'd re-record. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm hoping the Bulls don't get the number one overall pick. You guys obviously are. I'm hoping one or two. All right. And Dave, you got any hopes for this? I mean, Sixers, just for my boy Jake, got to go one overall. There you go. And, and that would be the Kings pick. Yep. And they have 10 chances for this. So we are going to start now. Uh, hopefully you're not lost. Hopefully you explained it well enough. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't, though, because I'm bad at this. Um, mm-hmm. Also, to start this off, we will put time codes in there so you can find your team uh, if you want to skip the lot, lot, the lottery or if you want to watch the lottery, yeah. you don't want to watch every pick, we'll, we'll put uh, things in there. Now, um, the last thing I just want to throw out there. And so timestamps will just say team one. Oh, no, we can't do that. It would be like team one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we don't want to spoil the lottery. It would just be the lottery and then pick boom, one team. Yeah, one. pick one. Two, um, pick two. My question, just for me, since yeah. I'm going to put in the teams, the first team you draw is the number one pick, correct? Or is it the number four pick? Why do you have to ask that? Oh, oh, oh. wait, are we doing reverse? No, no. Yeah, it's we got the number, number one pick. Yeah, no, right? we did this last. Okay. He asked this last year. Yeah, uh, I just no. wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, no, he asked this last the year. I was pissed off at him last year too. Yeah, this isn't like the NBA product. That's what I said I, last year. It's not like the NBA product. Uh, I was so confused. We're building suspense. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're picking. This is going to be the number one pick. Okay. That's what we're doing. Well, Just I mean, make we, sure. we, we could do the drawing, and I could write down the answers, and then we could read off the order. This is this literally is deja vu. This is literally what we said last year. <laughs> Roll it. This Roll is, it. Roll we're, it. We are now deciding who has the number one pick Thank in this you. fake lottery, mock draft lottery. In our um, parentheses, LM, parentheses squared. Here we go. They do it for 10 seconds. I don't have a timer. so I could help you. Five feels about right. Please don't. (laughs) Five feels about right. The first number is. That's right. The first number is. Oh. (laughs) That happened last year. An escapee, yeah. Five. Oh. Big old number five to start it off. Now remember, don't put it in yet. No, I put it in my notes. Okay, okay. I'm keeping the order. Because you can't just look right there. It's around the corner. If you pointed it at me, sure, but I guess the fans wouldn't see that. Yeah, be, that'd be, they're, they are they're the ones more who important. need to see it. Yeah. They're definitely more important than that. Right. Right. Oh. Here we go. Two. Oh, we got, we got a low B. We got a two and a five. All right, here we go. So automatically, the Suns do not have the number one overall pick, at least for that one combination. Sorry, she. So we can already eliminate one combination for the Phoenix Suns yep. because we know they have one, two, three, four. Oh boy. There we oh go. Oh boy. Oh. oh. We're staying single digits. Eight. Like a keypad on a phone. Two, five, eight. So far. Someone's There's no zero, though. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yep. And the final number. The final number. To decide the number one pick of the. Oh, two balls came out. No. You gotta do it again. Sean blows a I saw both of them. Not gonna spoil it, though. That could change history right there. Yeah, you really could. Frozen envelope. Give me that number, Sean. Yeah, if it's the Bulls now, this is going to be so rigged. This is a completely different number than the two that fell out. Ten. Two, five, eight, 
10 is it? 2, 5, 8, 10. Is 4.03. The team with the number one overall pick for the second straight year in a row. The Dallas Mavericks? No. Right? Oh. Where have you been? No, no, no. I was going off, right, of, a, him off. off of our live model oh. from last year. It was Dallas. No, it's the Phoenix Suns. Oh, okay. Wow. This, is the real, this is the real NBA draft. The okay. Phoenix Suns wow. have the number one overall pick. If I'm, you want to hear shocked. our full discuss, discussion, go listen to our uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Patreon segment, yeah, last, Patreon segment last week uh, where we talk about who the Suns should do. But crazy. They, they did have 140 chances. Ziani, you, you did not get Suns back-to-back years. This is – I'm I'm impressed. I'm frankly impressed, Sean. They're totally getting the fifth hey, pick I, <laughs> in the real draft. I'm, they are getting so boned. I'm happy as a Bulls real thing. I'm happy as a Bulls fan because we can still get Ja. That's true. Um, Consolation prize time. <laughs> they're getting so boned though. <laughs> in the real thing, they just had such good luck there. Hey, what we will say: last year the Mavs did win the number one overall pick mm-hmm. in our in our yeah, fake one, and they did get the best player in the draft. Yeah, it's true. What if that becomes a thing? Like, what if Cam Reddish becomes the best player in the draft and they take him at, like, five or something? Yikes. No, they'll get RJ. Not at five, they won't. First number is... Oh, Jesus, Two Sean. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Act like a professional for once. It's a hard job. Clean it up. Oh, that's like way too much. I apologize to headphone listeners. <laughs> There it goes. Opa. First one's five. Five again. Five again. Uh, we did do this last year. We did somehow yeah. get the same order of balls <laughs> for one of them. I think it was the Mavericks. It was It was miraculous, yes. The second number. Number. Oh, it's six. I thought oh, it was we, ten coming out. We are, we are in brand new territory here. We are in the clear. Yep. Five, six. I mean, would it be too bold of me to say the next number is going to be a three? Ooh, yeah. You want, you want to predict Four. That? You have 12, 12, 12 Four. numbers. Four? I think three. Three? I think it could be a three. I'm going to go I'm gonna go double digits. You got to pick one of the double digits. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> seven. Oh, oh that, was the, that was the second one I was thinking of. Lucky yeah, number seven. That was my backup number. What's your guys' favorite number? Seven. No, 12. Then seven. I feel like five. Five? Yeah. Mine's 13. Oh. So you, 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 went, you love the unlucky. Yeah, well, uh, 13 was because A-Rod. Uh, uh, and then uh, my first original one was 21 because that's my birthday, my birth date. Um, yeah. And then uh, and then uh, it was also Sammy Sosa's number. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I was like 12 and 21. And then Sammy Sosa did steroids. And I'm like, I like A-Rod now because he's clean. Um, <laughs> and the final number is? Final number is a two. A two. So we have two, five, six, seven. Two, five, six, seven. And that is two, five. Six, seven, row three, eight, seven. Three, eight, seven. Please not the Suns. It is the Phoenix Suns. So we got to do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Sick. This is great content. <laughs> Absolutely the is. Suns have way too much Suns luck. get the first pick and, and they the get the second, second pick. No. <laughs> they get Zion and Jeff. I think that could only happen. Worlds. The Celtics can only get, uh, or the only team Celtics can get, get two oh, and Hawks? nine. No, they can't. Hawks can't, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because the Grizzlies get it too. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no team can get two top five, two top four picks. Not unless they trade up. First one's one. All right, we've got a one. Phoenix Suns still in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope we Phoenix three times in a row. Next one's ten. 
I think I was off mic for that one. The next one's ten. So oh, it's okay. one in ten. One in ten. Oh boy. Yeah, they're bouncing away. Next one's eight. You got an eight in there. That's that's a spicy meatball. These ping pong balls uh, are a little yeah, bit yellower. Bouncy. Oh, they're a bit, little bit yellower than they oh, were last okay. year. They were fresh out of the box last year. Now they're a little oh, bit. Oh, these uh, are the same ping pong balls. Yeah, they were standing in the sun <laughs> in my house. They were on my uh, couch for about like two months. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then I was like, I should put these away. Seven. One, seven, eight, ten. One, seven, eight, ten. Is row number two. Three, seven. No, it's not. I lied. Oh, fuck, Dave. I lied. Well, I, it, it didn't light up for me like I was expected to. One, One seven, seven, eight, eight ten. ten. It's two, three, two. Two, three, two. It's the Washington Wizards. Oh, Damn. The Washington Wizards have the second pick in the fake mock draft lottery mock draft. Oh. That's nuts. What? I mean, I can't wait. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, you think immediately the second pick has consistently been John uh -huh. Morant. They're not going to pick him, probably. Right? Maybe, maybe we'll see. Maybe they have the only thing they have good about their team is guards we'll and see. Thomas Bryant. And that's, that's that's not overrate good here. Can they draft a coach? <laughs> can they draft? Yeah. Can they coach? Can they, K? can they get Monty Williams? What did it take to get uh, Doc out? Didn't they have to trade a second round pick for Doc? You're talking the Clippers of the season. Would you do that? Would you Would you trade the second overall pick to get Doc Rivers? No. No. I know they trade a second overall or a second round pick though. So I mean, first ball's four. Thanks. Two teams in, and I'm already like <laughs> super impressed by this. Well, three. We got the Suns twice. Well, two teams. <laughs> oh boy. Next one's two. Oh, it's a two. A twofer. Two four is the next one going to be eight and then six? So we'll go two four eight. Six. Oh, two four six eight. Two six eight. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. My brain was like <laughs> numbers. Two four six eight. Who do we appreciate, Sean? Because you're rolling them balls. Yeah. Not well. <laughs> Please be eight. Come on! Please be eight. Oh, here we go. It's twelve. Uh, twelve. Twelve is the third number. It fucked up my jam. All right. Well, I mean, 12 is just a double of six. Yeah, and you can't loud. get 16. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Please be. I apologize to podcast listeners around the world. You guys Why? They really? clicked on this. They could have clicked <laughs> off a long time ago. It was you know annoying. Exactly they were annoying well earlier. They love us. <sighs> they might not. This might be their first one. The movies get that, sucked. They that, still, that is a great entrance I, I think song. they love us. Three is the last number. Oh. Two, three, four, and twelve. Hmm. Two, three, three four, four, twelve is line two, nine, four. You sure about that one? Hundred <laughs> percent. The New York Knicks. Damn. Ugh. But they don't get jot or shot. I know, that's that's why I, just that guttural like, oh. Oh, that's unfortunate. So the Knicks are third. So right now we have the Suns, the Wizards, yeah. and the New York Knicks the as Bolt. our one, two, three. This is the final team the we're Bolt picking. Bolts are gonna be six. This is gonna suck, Dave. Nah. -uh. Well, I'm you gotta hope it. for the Cavs. Yeah. You gotta hope for the Cavs or the Bulls. Because that way you're you're not Mavs. gonna fall to six. Give me the Mavs. The Mavs? I'm assuming it's going to be like the Grizzlies. Yes. Give me the Grizzlies, the Mavs. Or even the Celtics. I, I don't even want them to, but let's just see it. 
One thing I should probably address on this is uh, we should probably talk a little bit about the big board that came out because that's something that we is relevant. Mm-hmm. Came out this week the yep. uh, on the primetime podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky and did Dave it? did it. I was sick. Did it? I, I, I was unaware that there was a new big board. If you check out the primetime podcast, <laughs> the segment for 6 through 15, I think, well, just posted That's also today. another yeah. thing is I was kind of thinking is there might be some people that might not know the change that also went on with the primetime podcast. To where it's not Brandon and I anymore. It's us three. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it was Dave and I because Sean was sick on Monday. Nah. Is that when we recorded it? Yeah. All this NFL draft stuff. It's it, like messed it's with our me scheduling. Yeah. The first to where it's like there have been some videos that have blanked. Two so, balls came out of that last uh, one. So we got that. Is, is that first one a ten? Yes. Great. It's a ten. I, I leaned over to see it. I, I was pretty sure. But yeah, no, no, no. we did. We did change up the. Uh, the PTP next mm-hmm. one's a twelve. Oh man, we're going real high digits with this one. Um, yeah, but if you want to check out our big board, see where we're coming from, that might help a little bit. Um, but you guys had some problems with my big board. Well, I had There's problems some with. I mean, the big one was Darius Garland in the top five, but I mean, well, again, teach their own. The, the the big thing is, is like it's it's a big board. So these are the yeah. guys that I think are most talented in the order. I think they are most talented at. It's yeah. true. Um, but. Obviously, you have to take in outside factors. Like, I had Bobo at six, but obviously, we've na- I've made my feelings known about a team taking Bobo. Have like, you? I feel like now's a great time for you to bring up your... <laughs> I, I think Not he's extremely talented, Bobo. but like a team that needs... It's a one. Um, it's 10, 12, and one. Um, this is the final ball. But uh, if a team's picking Bobo to change their mm-hmm. franchise, like, I'm iffy on that because of the injury. Well, I always do a big board as in, okay, I am drafting teamless. Who would I take? One, two, like one, Mine's, and then okay, yeah. the next person, the next Mine person. Mine was all teamless, the way but I'm like, all right, these are the guys I think are most talented. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, if if Bobo falls to like ten, I'd probably take him because oh wow, he's you know sixth, he's he's that talented. And yeah, we we can afford taking he's that so risk. So tall. All right, let's the final one. So right now we have one, ten, and twelve. Ninety seven. No way. It's not a seven. I'm not feeling seven. Oh, no. Two came out. Sean clutched it. It's going to be a seven. Was one of those numbers a seven? One of them was a four. Oh, shit. Spoilers. I didn't see what the other one was. Okay. It's okay. Oh. 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 They do not want to come out. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. They want to keep it going. Oh. 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 Two came out. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I be part of this last one? <laughs> <part? laughs> like you're not already a part of this. Dave's gonna do last. <laughs> Dave, can I be a part of this? Right. Dave so wants I to just, see how hard. I it just, is. I'll show you how hard it is. I rattle. Yeah, you just spin it. It's not that hard. That part. This is pretty good. I feel like I got this down, guys. I feel like I'm pretty good at this. All right, but then All you right. gotta open up the clasp. Yeah, at the top, and yep. then you gotta you gotta try to make sure that they don't come out. Two at a time. You can't touch your hands because that's influencing it. You can't touch it with your hands. I'm not now. I don't know why I can't touch it with my hands. It means I can't look at it. Because that's influencing it. No, you, you can't touch I'm it with not, your hands. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, see, it's tough. Oh, oh two no. came out. Can I try it? It is the first yeah. one. That I know what the first one was, so I'm putting them both back. I'm not saying it. Hang on. No, if, if two come out, you gotta you gotta put them back no matter what. This is great content. It really is. Whoa! I got it. You got it. It's an 11. It's a 14. It's a 14. Take back your position. Yeah, thank you, Sean. (laughs) Thank you. This was... You are welcome. I I now respect you more. Mm -hmm. That was was a very difficult job. It's tough. 1, 10, 12, and 14. 1, 10, 12, 
And the number 14 gives us line 2, 8, 1. Please don't be another team that we repeated. The Atlanta Hawks. Oh! This is the actual Atlanta Hawks, too. The actual Atlanta Hawks won this. The Mavericks didn't. So the, technically, not only did they win the fourth pick, they just won the lottery in general because now they, they have two, two picks. picks. They have two picks early in the lottery. So your draft order is the picking number one overall, the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Picking number two overall, the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. Picking number three overall, the New York Knicks. Picking four overall are the Atlanta Hawks. Picking fifth overall are the Cleveland Cavaliers. Picking sixth overall are the Chicago Bulls. Picking seventh overall are... <laughs> I need help with the, I, the records. I can't You couldn't bring up. Just look it over to the right. Seventh overall would be... Would be the, the, the Pelicans. Pelicans. Okay. Then the Grizzlies. Then the Atlanta Hawks via the Dallas Mavericks. Then the, the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves. Pelicans. Then the Lakers. Then the Lakers. Grizzlies. You have one job and you're fucking up. All you have to do then is take Charlotte. teams. Then Miami. Finally, with the last pick of the lottery, the Boston Celtics. Yes, because it is the Kings pick, but they mm-hmm. it, it's it's transferring because it's not. Um, how would the the Kings keep it if it's the if Kings it's don't the, keep it at all? No, they do. No, the Kings don't at oh, all. Oh, they can't keep it. They've it's they, the only, they gave up their rights flips to the, the entire pick, um, and then the 76ers kept the rights to the first overall selection and gave the Celtics two through thirty. And that was via the Fultz trade. That right? was. That was via the trade-up for Mark Helfoltz and Jason Tatum, mm. effectively. Nice. Right. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, guys. I am, uh, and for the listeners at home, it is now a quieter podcast with yes, less rustling of... There's no more ping-pong balls yeah. floating around. All right, so we have in this order, number one, the Suns, two, the Wizards, three, the Knicks, four, the Hawks, five, the Cavs, six, the Bulls, seven, the Pelicans, eight, the Grizzlies, nine, the Hawks via the Mavericks, ten, the Timberwolves, 11, the Lakers, 12, the Hornets, 13, the Heat, and 14, the Celtics via the Kings. What are you looking at, Ricky? No, it says right intently. here, Sacramento, 2 through 4. So Sac gets it if it was 2 through 4. Do they? Okay. Uh-huh. Sac gets 2 through 4 14. and 14 to Boston. Oh, no, I'm sorry. So 2 through 4 and 14 are Boston. Number 1 is Philly. That's what it says on So what happens Real if it's GM. 5 through 14? Then I'm assuming it goes to Then no one gets it. Then no, it just it, it goes doesn't. to the league. The league starts a team. Um, anyways, what, what is it, Dave? It literally doesn't. So it's just the Celtics? It's the Celtics unless it's one. Okay. All right. So, great. It doesn't matter. It's 14, so it's the Celtics. Yeah. We're good. Let's move on to the actual podcast. Picking number one overall is the Phoenix Suns. Ricky Wimmer, are you going to shock the world with your number one overall pick? Who are you taking for the no, Phoenix Suns? No, it's Zion Williamson. Okay. All you right. take the best player available. So like... You take Zion, and you're happy to get Zion. All right. Dave, with the number one overall pick, the anticipation's huge. The, the Phoenix Suns, Suns should take select. a point guard here. And I like a point guard, but it's Zion Williamson, and they're just going to take somebody in free agency. Probably an overpay for, like, Terry Rozier or some shit. But what's an overpay in your mind for Terry Rozier? Uh, Terry's probably an overpay would be 15 mil a year or more. Okay. Per year? Yeah. So, uh, and my final one is going to be the Phoenix Suns at number one taking the forward out of Duke. RJ, I'm kidding, it's Zion Williamson. Uh, <laughs> so dope. let's move on now to uh, the second pick, the Washington Wizards. Uh, and we'll go back and obviously, well, 
I mean, no, there's not much to talk about. Talk about I mean, Zion? Last yeah. year, we talked about each pick as okay. we did. Yeah. All right, so then Zion Williamson, why does he fit for the Suns? We all pick him. He's good at basketball. He doesn't fit for the Suns, though. Um, you don't like, think he can fit at all? No, I don't, I don't think that like he has a fit yet. That's my mm-hmm. that's my thing. Is like there's there's yes they they need a four. Zion could be a four. He's like six five, six six. So it, it'll be interesting. But he's got like it's two eighty five. So you think he's that short? Yeah, I don't you think, think he's, he's six I four, six five. No, I said six five, six six. I'm sorry. Oh okay. Um, I don't think he's six seven. I'll be surprised. Hey, when we get the official combine measurements, it'll be awesome. Um, but yeah, no, they do need a four who can stay out there. Uh, add that defense to that team. Uh, their transition game will be absolutely insane. I, I look, he he's the best prospect purely from an athlete standpoint, basketball standpoint. If his shooting comes around, he's an insane talent. Uh, but he does all the things you want him to do. He can pass as a big man. He rebounds well. He gets up for block shots. He absolutely has that um, energy and enthusiasm that can keep a team going and pull them out. So. I mean, he just he's awesome. Yeah, this is our fifth or this is our sixth mock, mock draft that we've done. Uh, so this is technically our six point mm-hmm. um, and Zion Williamson has gone number one in every single one, every single time. Like uh, he should. And and yeah, nothing's really changed. What's the biggest weakness in your mind, Ricky, for for Zion? Well, for me, the is biggest it, is it the lack of a fit. The biggest weakness to me is his three point game. That's the one thing that I would say is his biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing that. Uh, Charles said about Giannis during these playoffs. If Giannis develops a three-point shot, game over. He's going to break the league because he already does everything. Sean, he's the best defensive, best defensive mm-hmm. player. He's already the like can do everything offensively for a team except shoot the three. Zion to me can maybe be be that same player. He has the defense. He's got the transition, the offense. If he develops a three ball. Game over. It's the world is his, and we're just living in it. Well, here's the thing that I'm, I'm bringing up because Dave, obviously, people don't know what I'm talking about. No, I, I started filling I called up the spreadsheet because I, I did it last year. You did, you no, know, but you did it while we were announcing the the order. Oh no, I did it while we were talking last <laughs> yeah. year, and Dave yelled at me for it. So I'm, I'm gonna keep even here, and I'm gonna yell at you too. Really? Yeah. I thought he was doing it while. We, I, so like when once we had the Suns down as the number one uh-uh. pick, he started filling out. No, because we started the, talking about the DeAndre Ayton to the Suns, yeah, and I started typing mine, and Dave yelled at me for it. My bad. I'll, I'll slap the fingers. Um, right, anyways, uh, yeah, I, I think Zion, the biggest problem for him is probably just going to be lack of a fit. Because mm-hmm. you look at their current makeup, obviously Devin Booker is going to be huge and he's going to be a starter. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is going to be huge for them. He's going to be a starter as well. Then you just have to look at those other pieces. You just signed TJ Warren to a, a contract extension fairly re- recently. You yep. have Josh Jackson, who was a fourth overall pick for you as well. Um, Mikhail Bridges was a, uh, a you know an acquisition last year in the draft as well. You got him in a trade. Uh, I forget where they ended up picking him. Was it 10? Uh, uh, or they picked him at 14? The... and then. No, they Sixers pick. pick. Yeah, the, the Sixers picked him at 10. Yep. And then they, traded uh, they picked Zaire, Zaire at uh, 14, I think it was. Or 15. Or 16. It was 16. It was 16 because we had Okobo going there for yeah. most of the time. So then they traded the 10 16. So uh, they took him at, at 10, yeah. technically. Really good shooter. Um, really good defender. But the thing is, is that one of those guys is going to probably have to come out of the lineup at that point. I mean, yeah. Uh, it, but that's fine. Like, that that's also a moves team Bender out as well. So it's just something where, like... Bender's option did not get uh, taken. So it's the question of what are they going to toss him? That's right. Yeah. So you look at it, it's going to be... Kelly Oubre, again, Oubre up for grabs too. as an RFA. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of players that, you know, aren't great, but they are role players that yeah. have proven themselves at sometimes. Maybe Bender the least of them. Uh, thanks, Ricky. Um, <laughs> I If you hated that noise, and it's, it's Spike, too. If you hated that noise, blame them. I told them before the podcast they should not do that. I, I tried to do it away from the mic. You didn't. Was... It was massively loud. Um, <laughs> but... 
Looking at this, I, I, I think there's no way you can pass him yeah, up. Yeah, no, talent, he's just, so. he, he is uber potential. You can't pass him up. Even if you're wrong about this, no one will argue with you. It's just to the point where, it's like, 10 years back, it's like, man, I can't believe they took, no one will think, I can't believe they took Zion 1 over a guy like RJ Barrett. Yeah. Like, no shit they took Zion 1. <laughs> like, it's unfortunate it didn't work out for him, but he was by far the best player in, in college basketball this year. It, what what type of, this is the last question before we move on to the Wizards, What's, what, what trade would have to be out there to move Zion Williamson? Like, is there a certain player that would need to be available for them to go acquire for them to give up Zion? Because I, obviously I think it would have to be a point guard, right? Yeah. So if, like... Mm-hmm. Most likely. So, like, is it only, like, the Steph... Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, you know... You think Dame's worth Zion? <sighs> I don't know. I'm just naming the best point guards in the league at this yeah, point. Yeah, but, like, is... Not is Ste- Russell Westbrook is, is my answer. Is Steph, like, that... Is, <laughs> that, is Steph, like, that guy that is, like, for sure, like, oh, you trade you can't. Zion for Steph? You can't trade... You can't trade Steph away is the problem. Like, none mm-hmm. of those guys are tradable well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only trade that, like... if, if But if the Warriors were just weirdly enough, it was like, hey, we'll give you Steph for Zion. Like, you'd probably do that, right? There's no really questioning it? If the Warriors told me to step for Zion, I would probably think about that pretty I'd, hard. You'd have to do it. I wouldn't it. take it. Really? Zion's younger. Zion's younger. He's not getting paid millions Zion's of dollars. Zion's younger. It's also the point. It's, it's, it's a position you need. And he's healthy. And he's That's probably yeah. the fifth best player but in the I league. Could, I could probably third. take Zion at one and Two-time give up MVP. less to get Lonzo Ball. And then, boom, I got my point card. There's a... Oh, but What? Like, want I'm not saying Steph isn't the best point guard in the game. I'm saying that I so you're love saying the potential. You turned down the opportunity to get Steph Curry yes. for Alonzo Paul. Yes. Remember what I said about God Zion. Damn. Do I have to remind people that he's going to be the best player in the game? Like, that is what I think Zion is going to be. So I'm not passing that up, and I'll give up lust to get Alonzo Paul. Could they pull the trigger on an Anthony Davis trade? We were all saying it for they the could. Knicks. If the Knicks got one, we, yeah. we were like... Is the trade in in the works at that point? I wouldn't like it because the, the only player I would give him up for would be a guard. Yeah, I don't, so, and, and I don't think I would if I was a Suns. My thing is, like, match. if you're Time saying line. you turned down a Warriors deal for Steph because of the injuries, I understand that. But saying you turn him down for Lonzo, that was like, that's that's a little rough for me. I mean, I'm, then you have I'm two really, players. He wasn't have, even the best point guard in his class. I'm you've turning turn. Steph down for Zion, and then I can go and get Lonzo okay. if I really want to get but, a point guard. But here's guard. the thing, too, is like that if you keep Zion and you have Lonzo mm-hmm. and then you have DeAndre Ayton, those are three players in your starting lineup that cannot shoot threes. I mean, technically Lonzo hits threes. Lonzo can shoot threes. He, he wasn't massively. This, no. Last year was better than his rookie year. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't like massively efficient. I understand, uh, I understand your point, and I agree with where you're going with it. I just, in the world of hypotheticals, I don't think we're ever going to get there. Mm-hmm. All right. and, and I mean, last year he shot 32%, which was up getting... uh, 2.4% from last year, which is an improvement. It got um, better. But he also took less threes. So, I mean, his shot selection also got better. Oh, yeah. I, LeBron James was also on that team. And yeah, and also like. You look at it, and yeah. his, 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 no. his shot form isn't getting any I think better. The Sun, I think it's pretty much Zion's an untradeable piece if the Suns get one. Right. I think they, they keep him. They enjoy him. It's awesome. Here's where it gets interesting. The Washington Wizards at two. Because we've talked about the Suns before getting number one. It's not crazy. They yeah. have 140 combinations. They were one of the teams with they have equal four, odds yeah, to the Knicks and four, the Cavs. A 14% to get the number one pick. The Wizards coming in uh, with the seventh odds, sixth odds, uh, to, to get in the top four or something like that. Wizards here at two. Ricky, we're going to go to you first. Who are the Washington Wizards selecting at two overall to put next to an injured John Wall and the great Bradley Beal? Can I trade the pick? That no. would be my first thought. No. Like, it really can would I be. Can I trade the pick? But if I what know, would you be trading it for? 
I would be calling to the move Bulls John Wall's contract. I would be well. No, I would be to trying move to John get John Walls. Or why I would, would try to be doing Bulls? the same thing because the Bulls need a point guard. But what can you get off the Bulls? Bulls draft picks, draft capital. That's what I'm looking for from the Wizards. Is I don't need Ja. I can move dra- back in the draft and still get because the thing I'm targeting position wise, if I am the Wizards, is three through five. Basically, anyone that's not a two, not a one. I know John Wall's injured this next year, but I've got John Wall. I've got Bradley Beal. I've got those two guys set. I need someone like, I would love, and I know that we've gotten hate for this, I would love DeAndre Hunter on this team at the three. Like, being that defensive player that can shoot threes next to Bradley Beal and John Wall, I would look to trade first for moving later in the top ten, Still getting extra picks, kind of like what the Hawks did with Trey Young and Luka. But if I'm making the pick, it's R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's the guy I'm having come in because I don't need John. And yes, you can say, well, John Wall is injured, but guess what? When he comes back the year after, he's still under contract, and I don't need two point guards back there. After that, exactly. After so that, I'm going to go with R.J. and, and hopefully have John Wall, Beal. And R.J. three alphas on this team. The question I have to you is: You said you you take. <laughs> Um, you trade the pick to get rid of Wall's contract. I think that might be one of the only ways that you could uh, swing a deal. Because I mean, like that contract, yeah, we all we all agree is god awful. But who would take on his his deal? Because you're assuming a team's moving up to get a point guard in Morant. So if you're giving them John Wall, what would that's they good be point benefiting? It's a good point. So three way trade, third team, wild card. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just it saying takes like, a I don't lot think to move happen. a contract yeah. like that. I don't. Think I can't imagine the number two overall pick being. Like no nobody else well, could go to that. If you t- if right now you took Ja for the Wizards, would it just be able for you to move on from John Wall for less? So you're not looking for something that in, in major in return. You're just looking for cap relief, which yeah. trading John Wall for cap relief would be definitely no. interesting. At, um, but you probably shouldn't point, do it. But at this point in time, it would not be a good idea. I agree. I, I'm taking RJ Barrett here. It's just okay. it's it's the easy answer. He's a decent shooter. He has a ton of potential still. He could pass the ball sometimes. Like he, he mm. has an all-around game. It, it's just a matter of I don't love him as much as a lot of people out there do. But he's a wing. He's exactly what you need, and it's a perfect fit for the Wizards team right now at, at the number two pick. Yeah, that's the thing is in the starting lineup. If, if they do draft RJ Barrett, and I do have him taking uh, RJ Barrett here, so um, all three of us again are taking uh, RJ Barrett to the Washington Wizards here at two. Um, I don't. I wouldn't trade this pick. I, I think he'd be really interesting to to keep on this this team and. The, the one thing that I would really like about this is Thomas Bryant's a really decent passer, and I think I would go when John Wall's healthy. John Wall, Beal, RJ, if you keep Trevor Ariza, he was on a one-year deal. I don't know if he's going to resign. Yeah, Trevor Ariza and then Thomas Bryant, because all those guys are willing passers. All those guys are decent passers, at least for the positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just have guys that can just, you know, one through four can shoot threes. Uh, yeah. Ariza, uh, Barrett. Beal and, and Wall. Um, Wall's not a great shooter, um, but he, I mean, he's been efficient at times in his career. Yeah, it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Bryant's not a deadly three-point shooter, but he shot 33% um, on 99 attempts, which, I mean, isn't crazy, but it's not bad for a, a guy who, yeah. you know... He's it, worked his way up to Brook Lopez territory. Mm-hmm. He's 6'11", so, I mean, like, that that's fairly impressive for a guy who came in and shot, uh, uh, you know, 10% from three. Yeah. Um, so he worked his way up. So I look at that, and I think that it can be a really interesting offense if you fire Scott Brooks. Um, and, and <laughs> I, I like think, the qualifier. You just don't like Scott Brooks. I, I think a lot don't, of people don't like yeah, Scott Brooks. Who likes Scott Brooks? I'm just saying, Scott like Brooks this family. is maybe this is not just something. Is it like a Patrick Sean Reed situation? Scott Brooks in Washington. You also didn't like him 
in OKC either. Yeah. No, because he's a shit coach. You know, if you change the location of shit, it's still shit. <laughs> I think that RJ could walk in and this next year probably put up like 16 points a game, though. Like, this is probably his best landing spot, the way this kind of came out, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Like, he gets to walk in. John Wall's out, so Bradley Beal's their primary ball handler. You probably have Sato at the one, uh, assuming they re-sign him. Mm-hmm. And Barrett would definitely be their secondary scorer. Like, yes, Trevor Reese will have games, but I, I think RJ instantly will be successful at the NBA. Do you think it's 16 because Beal holds him back from no, scoring I, more? Or do no, you think I that's think 16 is probably the number two on the team. I think they're going to okay. be a, they're a team of you know, a bunch of B and C kind of role mm-hmm. players. So, like, you're going to have Bradley Beal at, like, 25 again, 26 range, something crazy. And then, like, yeah, RJ at 16-ish, and then everybody else will be at, like, 14, 12, 10. Because I feel like 16 is just a little... Because, like, we're assuming Luka is probably going to win the, the rookie of the year. He's yeah. going to be... Yeah, 20.9 or something. Yeah, right? he's going to be the highest scorer since Blake... Won it in 2010 with 22.5. Must Trey Young. Must Trey Young. Wins that award. And outside of the worst, um, but even I think Trey Young was, I think, I, I mm-hmm. can't uh, think of Trey Young put up a lot of points. Just saying, um, give some love to Trey, too. No, I know, but I'm just saying using him as an example. Yeah. Because I didn't know Trey, uh, he averaged 19. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Trey's point per game off the top mm-hmm. of my head. Um, but looking at that, like, you know, 16, just using It could be 16 through 18. I, I don't um, know, I'm just... I, I easily see this being one of his better fits at the top of the draft because mm-hmm. I would be worried about him on the Suns. I'd be worried about him on the Knicks. Um, the Hawks would be interesting. Better fit than the Cavs? I mean, the Cavs are the, like, yeah. the thing I would say, I would say the Cavs would be a better fit is because younger team, they don't have that alpha mentality already, whereas Count the only... Say, Count well, Sexton's last month was basically a, a fuck you to the league for judging too early. Yeah. The only thing, really impressive. The only thing I would worry about RJ yeah. with the Wizards is we already have made fun of like the Wizards for yeah. like John Wall and Bradley Beal being two alphas, not being able to be together. But I adding think RJ kind of into that, that like, yeah. I mean, it would just be a weird ups. thing of having three guys who... Two we've called alphas with RJ. Like we've had the, completely not we've said alpha. the Mamba mentality though with but him. He, but I think the That's thing different. is, is like he probably felt that Zion wasn't a guy who was a go-to scorer. Mm-hmm. Like he, he needed yeah. to put the ball in, in very situ, you know, very you know, uh, specific set situations. situations. Yeah, specific situations, and he couldn't rely on Cam. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the reason why he took a lot of shots. Yeah, and even though he's taking a lot of shots, it doesn't mean like he wasn't passing the ball a ton. I think he averaged like you know eight assists in the, in the past like like last two months or something like that. Yeah. And also we're talking about John Wall who. Is usually around ten assists a game, mm-hmm. and Beal when he was out there without John Wall, he was he was doing dealing. great as a point guard. He's dealing. Um, so I, I honestly would not hate the fit at all for him. And the only I would I just say up, though, the Cavs are better of a fit because he can kind of just be his own and be the, I think, the guy on that I team. I think but that would not, lead to more points. Well, I mean, and you have Colin for, Sexton who had an explosive end of the year. I think he like, is I more of the guy a, than Colin Sexton as years going. I think I okay. agree with Dave that the, the Wizards are probably. One of the better fits. I like it better than Cleveland just because I think he would probably be more effective. Like, I think the team would be better with him and the Cavs would be yeah. worse. And maybe, yeah, and obviously yeah, that's different because you're talking about two guys with two All Stars. And in, uh, year in John one, Wall he gets to Brad play up basically because John Wall is out. Mm-hmm. So then, if John Wall doesn't come back next year at all, like, that's a great growth year for RJ Barrett. And then when John Wall is back, they're mm-hmm. loaded up with three great guys who can score any given time, you know, anywhere on the court. And I feel like that's kind of a piece that they're missing. Is I mean, I think they're missing more of a defensive guy. 
um, to, to play at the three. Only they had like this this two way wing, you know, who who is a good shooter and a good defender. Thank you. It might, he might look like some other famous person. It might be Otto Porter. I don't Thank know. you. Oh. Well, he wasn't working him. there, and obviously that was clear. So I, I don't know. And they, they extended him too. I, I, don't, I, I don't hate the move. I know. Uh, I just find that really interesting. And the only reason I brought up the 16 points thing is because uh, since it, 2005, it, well, since 2005, the only the, the players to score rookie of the year outside of Malcolm Brogdon and the worst rookie of the year, uh, you know, candidacy ever, um, he's the only person not to score over, you know, near 16 points a game. Uh, ben was at 15.8, Cat was at 18.3, Wiggins 16.9, who we've compared Barrett yeah. to, uh, M- MCW was at uh, 16.7, Lillard was at 19, Kyrie 18.5, Blake 22.5, Reek 20, Derek at 16.8, KD 20.3, Brandon Roy 16.8, uh, Chris Paul at 16.1. So that's so I said it's, at the baseline. Yeah, and, and if, they, <laughs> if they start winning, yeah. and let's say, unfortunately, you know, knock on wood, he, this doesn't happen, um, you know, Zion gets injured or something like that, I mean, RJ could put himself in the, in, in, in the position to Absolutely. win Rookie of the Year. So. No, I, I think there's like five guys in this class who could win Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. For that's, sure. Yeah. I think I think the clear there's a clear top three. Yeah. Um, and then who would you who would the other two be for you? We'll get there. That's a, that's a discussion for a, that's the, a summer topic. I feel. The one thing I want to throw out is so yeah, the Wizards had the third. 32 yeah. wins yeah. this past year. Yep. If they got RJ at two, how many wins would he add? I know John Wall's going to be out for the year. Does he add any wins to that team? Does this team become a team? We yeah. don't. The last thing I heard is there's a chance that he could miss the entire year. Okay. Yeah, people are going on the cautious end because he was double injured. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's a right. klutz. Yeah, I forgot um, that he fucked up twice. Yeah, but, so we'll see. I mean, there, there's a chance he comes back in like January, February. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people Booty are leading style. to just what's the point of coming back at that point for a team well, if they're not in playoff And that's the question I want to ask: Is with RJ and Bradley Beal, is this team still a 32 win team? Are they less than 32, or are they more than 32 to where hey, let's put them in the Charlotte Miami Heat category of? They might compete for a playoff spot and not make it or make the playoffs at the eighth seed. I think in this hypothetical, it also depends on what they do in free agency. Yeah, they're so Do they bring on... back Ariza? Do they bring in another point guard? Um, and then also, are they going to bring in better defensive players to help this team out? And do they keep Bobby Portis? Do they keep uh, uh, Jabari, Jabari Parker as well? Yeah. Um, and, and also, Jabari did really well in that system, too. And, he actually was dealing. And and we, we saw a lot from Jabari, at least in that. He was playing more of the four, but he was also dealing out like a decent amount of assists, too. Yeah. And if we look at Barrett, Barrett does a great job driving in the bucket and mm-hmm. using his body in the lane. I mean, he could take on a, a smaller version of a Jabari Parker in that that as well. He's a better shooter than Parker. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that would be interesting to see what, what could happen there. But I, and I think Dwight Howard. Don't forget about Dwight Howard. If he ever comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Poor man. But I would say, <laughs> I, hurt his he, butt. I, I would say, they're. I, I would cautiously still say they're, they're in that thirty to thirty-five range. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to get that much worse or yeah. that much better. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, John Wall will still be out. That's fair. Anyways, let's move to the third pick, mm-hmm. the New York Knicks. Um, who do you have them selecting, Ricky? Yet again, can I trade the pick? Because that's the first thing on my mind. And the reason what would being you be looking is, for? is it just more draft capital? Well, yeah, it's the same thing as the Wizards because I feel like right here the Knicks. I know, I have a feeling that you guys are probably going to have him go Ja because Ja is the best player off the board. Mm-hmm. But if I'm the Knicks, I don't need a point guard. I don't want to draft a point guard. I have Dennis Smith. I have Frank. But really, the Dennis Smith thing is I'm not going to draft Ja when I traded for Dennis Smith when there are guys later in this top 10 that could maybe help me out. So that's why I look to trade. I'm going to go Jarrett Culver here at number 
Number three. You know what just hit me? What? Dennis Smith Jr. is just the Josh Rosen of the NBA. Yes. Because they're picking Ja Morant, no, right, I'm, Dave? I'm yeah. going Jarrett Culver I know. number three. But you're going Ja Morant, Yeah, right? of course I'm going Ja I'm going Ja Morant. So that means he's the Josh Rosen because his ass is getting traded again. I, either either I the Knicks so. are going to love having Ja Morant on their team or the Pelicans are going to love Ja Morant is my thoughts on that one. The Pelicans would? What because the Anthony Davis trade. Oh, okay. That's, I'm still leaning to the summer free agency, the double super max, you know, bullshit that they're going to try to pull, get Kevin Durant, get Kyrie Irving. Or um, do they try to trade with like a Bulls, get future picks to then use They're that, not worried uh, about future picks. They're worried about winning now. No, no, no. Yeah. This is you, a team they gutted intentionally so no, they could nail double free agency. Let me finish. I don't want future to. Future picks to then use those as ammo in an Anthony Davis trade. But why wouldn't you just, if you're if you're right now, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you take the, the best more, player on yeah. the board in John Morant mm-hmm. and then just use him in that trade? Because if you're bringing in Kyrie Irving, you don't need John Morant. I mean, and you could I think, do that. But I think Pelicans if, would love a guy like John Morant on their team. Next would, to Drew. Like, and that's the insane. thing. Maybe the Pelicans like maybe the Pelicans like a different guy. I don't know. I they, It could be a thing where, hey, we're at this point in the draft. We've fallen in love with this guy. And they don't really I want. Think they they might would, not be looking point if guard. They're in that third, their... If they're in that third spot and Zion's mm-hmm. off the board or RJ's off the board, I think they're calling the Pelicans and having that discussion of, hey, if, you know, if we do open up dis- discussions for an mm-hmm. Anthony Davis trade, which player would you be interested in this oh, spot? Oh yeah, yeah. They they would be stupid not to. Because even if you if even if you pick yeah, John Morant, and, no well, matter that's what, that's different. Well, obviously, they'll pick whichever player than the Pelicans do want. But it's like if I'm the, I'm just saying but the best I think, player available. Yeah, you're, yeah. I'm, I'm, you just got to max out on that value. You can't assume what the Pelicans may or may mm-hmm. not want. Because I think even if you you if, if let's say they draft Jared Culver. Um, I still think you're probably looking for a guy who can step in more right away. And yeah. you still might and end up just trading him. For me, I'm picking Jarrett Culver because of the fact that, first off, I'm looking to trade for draft capital. Because I'm not even thinking of Anthony Davis. Like mm. The two free agents on my mind are Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And Jarrett Culver could come in, slot in at the two guard for them, be a guy that can hit from, although his beyond the arc isn't phenomenal, he can hit from beyond the arc. And more importantly, he plays great defense at that two spot. The combine is going to be the real big thing for him. Does he is he two inches or an inch taller than what we have him at right now? Which would be way better for him. And that's why I look at him to slot him at two, use that defense, and be the Knicks' defensive stalwart, that grinder for for, for uh, Coach Fizz at the two guard position. Yeah. I'm looking at this as just take the best player that's on the board. It doesn't matter what your team makeup is currently right now. And, yes, they do have Dennis Smith Jr. out there right now. But John Morant is just a guy that will help your team move the ball immediately. And Dennis Smith Jr., we saw this already with the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, that was a fairly similar team that Luka Doncic took over last year. I mean, there wasn't any huge acquisitions to that team outside of DeAndre Jordan. That's the only one that really sticks out in my mind for that team. And that team got so much better when Luka was, you know, out there and moving the ball. Yep. Um, and he was leading that team. I, I, I don't think Dennis Smith Jr. is a bad player. I just think that his cap might just be a bench scorer, maybe like a Lou Williams at, at, at his massive peak. Um, but I, I think he's a guy that's going to be coming off the bench. Like I, I'm not saying I'm giving up on him because uh, I also have hope for Frank Nealakina. Yeah. Um, and and clearly here. Dennis Smith Jr. showed much more than Frank uh, in in the league so far. But. John Morant is a guy that you cannot pass up. And yeah. and I, I think that even if you have this this these sights on free agency, you need to pick on acting like those guys aren't coming. Um and I Because you're I'm, the mix. And I'm in the assumption that they're not coming. 
Um, I know that some people differ, and obviously yeah. Nick fans differ as well. I don't think KD's coming. I don't think Kyrie's coming, or at least both of them aren't coming. Um, and even so, I still want to take the best player available, and that is John Moran. And isn't that a good problem to have? Yeah. You know, if you do sign Kyrie and KD, you're like, oh, no, we've got John Morant. Mm-hmm. I-, I bet you somebody would be you know, willing to take that off your hands, or he'd be great as a six-man role. I mean, like, there's there's no problem. And plus, you're the Knicks, so like, let's be honest, they're going to run like three-point guards, four-point mm-hmm. guard sets, because... You know, you, you just put Mario Hazoni out there at point and show up everybody else. Well, and here's the thing too: is like, let's say, let's say the Knicks take John Moran a three. Yep. And you're talking about looking at the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say they, you know, are, are clearly they don't get a point guard that they want at, at six. Um, and let's say they, you know, DeAndre Hunter falls to them. Would you do a deal if you're the Chicago Bulls? And it's just completely hearsay. I don't know if this is the correct value mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but you're looking to pay Anthony Davis twenty one million dollars. Otto Porter's worth twenty four. I mean, would you do Otto Porter and, and DeAndre Hunter for John ja, ja Morant and maybe, you know, obviously throw in picks to balance that out? But, you know, that way you get two defensive players in DeAndre Hunter and Otto Porter and the Bulls get their point guard. No, I wouldn't. And the reason why is if it works out as we're at right now, at six, I'd just be happier. If you're asking me, I have to give up DeAndre Hunter, I have to give up our pick and Otto Porter for John ja Morant, I would say thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to keep Otto. I'll wow. just I'll draft either Garland or White okay, because why... to me the Otto Porter I liked what he did this last year mm-hmm. and I'm not going to give him up just for a John Morant. That's just me though, and I think that the asking price will be a little bit. There could be a future pick thrown into that. It would have to be, yeah, yeah. and I'm I would saying, say I, no I, way I, to that. Yeah, I said that to yeah. to balance out. That yeah, probably it would be, be a future pick with protections. Yeah, uh, which I would just say so keep Otto. Keep but Otto. But you'd take be fine with giving up the six and then a future. <sighs> yeah. So Otto Porter pushes it over too much. Yeah, saying. that's for yeah, me. I mean, probably. I, I'm probably the same. But I, I want to lean John Rant though, mm-hmm. just because I know point guard can kind of change the entire game for the Bulls. But I, I would, yeah, I would say if I can do a pick swap and give them a protected next year, uh, done deal. Done, yeah. done deal. No problem. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Morant Mer- just in New York? Let's say they don't trade him. Oh, he's awesome. You, you haven't picked him. He's, he's awesome, and I think there's no problem running Des with Junior out there next to him. Like if they have to do it, they have to do it. And I said, it, I've said it this whole you know end of the year is Fizdale's a shitty coach with no offensive scheme. So, like, why not? You know, unless they pulled Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving or one or the other, and suddenly they have playoff prospects. Let the kids play. Mm-hmm. I mean, John Morant's an exciting player, one of the most honestly one of the most entertaining players in this draft class. And Desmond Jr. has explosive plays, amazing fast break, super physical, uber athletic. So. Why not? And both guys have comparisons to Russell Westbrook. There you go. Um, Jock is What's the triple double machine. What's better than one machines? mini Russ? Two mini Russ. Yeah, and then uh, Dennis Smith Jr. because he just plays very the similar dunks. to yeah, the very dunks. The dunks he throws down. Um, I I would I I wouldn't be I I would probably look to move Dennis Smith Jr. at that point uh, just because you can't oh, yeah. value at the, at the three or four at that at, at that time. But John Morant's on the board. There's no reason not to take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move now to the Atlanta Hawks at four. This is their own pick. Uh, that Mavericks fell to nine, so the Hawks get two picks in the 2019 lot, lot, mock lotto lotto mock. The uh, parenthesis LM parenthesis square. Yeah. Uh, so the Hawks coming in at four. Who do you have them selecting, Ricky? Now, the first thing I'll say is if it plays out like it did and there were not trades at the Wizards or the Knicks, mm-hmm. yet again, trade again. Because if Jaws okay. on the board, they don't need a point guard. Someone else does. But if I'm keeping the pick because we're obviously not trading in this, I've got two players circling in my head. Either I'm going DeAndre Hunter 
for his defense and play at the three, or I'm going with ball ball. And I'm going to go with ball ball. And the reason why I'm going ball ball is out of the two, I really want ball ball. Will he be there by my next pick? No. So I'm going to go ball ball here and then hope that maybe I can get a player that I like at the three position or maybe a backcourt player with that second pick. And I'm going to go with the potential of Bull Bull, which I would really like on the Hawks. Yeah, there's no doubt the Knicks at three, if if John Morant falls there, they're definitely getting calls. If the Hawks get it, Mm -hmm. they're getting flooded. Yeah. Um, But obviously, yeah, you're talking about no picks, uh, no trades here. Um, If if John Morant does somehow fall to five or six, uh, what a what obviously a, a trade a is happening. Um, but if he doesn't, like that's just it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Um, he, he's he's definitely worth the top three pick, and these teams need him, especially you know the, the Pelicans would, would would love him, the Grizzlies would love him, uh, the Bulls would love mm-hmm. him, um, T Wolves would definitely be interesting. As oh, well. they would absolutely. They um, got one year of T Wolves. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I mean, definitely look out for for that to happen. I I, I don't think that John Morant would fall that far. I think that the Knicks would just take him because he's that that good. But um, if he does, it would definitely be interesting to see what would happen, who would move up. Uh, yeah. Dave, who do you have the Hawks selecting? I've got them going with Jared Culver. I think that they would absolutely love to have a secondary ball handler, help run that offense when Trey is getting double teamed. It just It's it's their get-out-of-jail-free card. It adds instant defense to that team, which they desperately need. And I think he comes in ready to play and ready to contribute. You know, he's He's got that extra year of college under him, so... He's got a good body for the NBA already. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that I'm kind of, uh, kind of struggling with because last last mock mm-hmm. I had the Bulls take DeAndre Hunter over Jared Culver. Yep. And and I think that DeAndre Hunter is the better player. Um, so that's something that does at least you know push me towards Hunter yep. for the Hawks here. But I, I do agree with you. I think that he would probably be best fit for the um, for for the uh, Hawks at least. With the secondary ball handler and what I'd be shooting for then at nine is hoping Brandon Clark falls to me because yeah. I would I would love to have him uh, next to John Collins, massively athletic, just front court, back court. Um, I, I would absolutely Sean, love that. Get out pairing. of my mock. Get out my mock. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I wouldn't be surprised also if if, if Bull Bull's on the board, you just take him uh, for the for the Hawks. But we'll we'll see. Yeah. I'm surprised you also just didn't go Bull Bull here. It's a high risk, high reward move. Um, also, I'm going Jerry Culver. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys want with Culver, does that mean Kevin Herter moves to the three in your mind? And no. it's more of Trey Young, Jarrett Culver, and then a six seven Herter at the three? No, it's a six eight Culver at the three. Okay. Yeah. Or so a six playing, seven Culver. They're yeah, the same. So you're playing They're Culver probably gonna be pretty take, close, but Culver's we got more muscle to him. Yeah, right I like now. I like Culver against threes more than Herter. And I, okay. I think that you know I, I, there's Herter's more of a two in my mind. He's just a bigger two. Yeah. Um. I, I don't. Yeah. I, and also, Herder's not really playing into my mind too much. And you also have to worry about Torrey Prince. Um. I think Culver would start over Herder. So I think it would be Trey Young, uh, Jared Culver, Culver, Prince, um, Collins, and then Deadman would be your starting five for the for the could be. the Hawks. Obviously, we we're, we're going to add a, a ninth pick as well, and that, that player could definitely start for them as well. Um, but yeah, Jared Culver's a pick for me just because I think you know that secondary ball handler would be huge, and he's not a guy that needs the ball in his hands to work. Yeah. and that's what the, what's so nice about him. I'd next be thrilled to, to see what he can do with Trey Young facilitating him. Mm-hmm. Like I look to see those percentages rise back up into a pretty decent territory. Yeah, that's again. the thing is like he's not a bad shooter when he's set up to shoot. 
when he has to create his own shot, that's when he's bad. When he has to force a shot, and that's when he's bailing really on his bad. teammates, mm-hmm. low on the shot clock. Yeah, yeah. But the Texas Tech moved the ball beautifully last year, and that's the thing is like when he's open, he's going to shoot and and most likely make the shots. It's just that percentage started to dip when he needed to be the guy. And when you're on the Hawks with you know John Collins, who can create a ton of offense, Trey Young create a ton of offense. Clearly, uh, you know even uh, Torian Prince, who can create a ton of offense in his own right. Um, that's going to be way easier for him to play off ball. I think it's just a great fit for for the Hawks, although I do think DeAndre Hunter is a better player. Let's move now to the fifth pick. The Cavs are selecting Ricky. You've gone Zion, RJ, Jared Culver, Bull Bull so far. John Morant still on the board. Is this where he falls? No, and the reason why is... Come on. No, and I'm thinking of this, of I'm saying, like, in this mock... If we were doing trades, I would have done a I, we, trade we already. Yeah. Like you've said the word trade eighteen thousand well, times. I, ha- we I have it. to press it in case someone jumps ahead into the video and does not hear the other picks. But the thing I think about is I already have Colin Sexton. I am not a guy that's gonna double up at the point guard position. I can go somewhere else with this. And for me, if I'm the Cavs at this situation, maybe you do just go BPA because of everyone that's there. But with me personally, I am going to go with DeAndre Hunter being that player who is the best one that also fits a position and can be a starter on my team and won't have to fight with Colin Sexton. Or, yeah, you can play both of them next to each other, but I'm thinking yes, about the future yes, where yes, eventually yes, yes. one of them is going to take over, and I already no. have Colin Sexton. Put Colin Sexton at the two. I've been saying this, and it's going to be a good fit. Yes, when Colin Sexton went into God mode um, in, in the last games from February 21st to uh, uh, March 9th, he averaged 20 points per game and was shooting great, 47% from four, uh, from the field and 41% from three. But like you know what six he was, attempts a game, too, I think. Yeah, six attempts a game from three. Um, you know what he was not doing or doing that with? A, a facilitator. And if he has a facilitator, those numbers are going to rise. And he is such a good scorer in one-on-one isolation ball. And that's what he was doing a lot of the times in those last games. And one thing that he doesn't do well is pass the damn ball. So if you get Colin Sexton, who's open, from John Morant, who can pass the ball beautifully, that's going to be absolutely huge and a help to Colin Sexton. And you look at Kevin Love. If Kevin Love is is, is getting shots or passes from uh, uh, John Morant, it's almost like 2015 all over again. Kevin Love shooting threes wide open. Uh, it's a joke. Um, but I, I was I, like, I, oh. But it, it's way, it's way oh. better than, you know, George Hill when he was out there passing through Delhi. um, Getting a facilitator for this team would help so much. And Colin Sexton can, I think, most likely, I mean, because he is a bigger, bulkier guy, um, still super athletic. He can guard twos, or John Morant can guard twos. I I think I would more rather than one because he's he's too small. Yeah, Um, he's very thin. Weight wise, I'd be concerned. Wingspan, we still don't know where he's at. Mm -hmm. But even though they're both smaller guards, technically height wise. I would still think it's fine, and I, I think that they could do so much magic offensively. And John Morant, where, where's John Morant on your big board? Because I don't watch. He's number two. No, he is number two why, on my big board. Why would you pass that up? That's the thing is in my, my mind. Like his talent I, is clearly there. And with me, like I've said before, and Dave's getting annoyed by it. Trade first, but since we're not trading here, that's the pick I'm going to make. DeAndre Hunter, right there to the Cavs. All right, I put John Morant because I thought that would be the pick. No. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, and, and shockingly, uh, John Morant falls all the way to six for the, uh, the Chicago Bulls to take. Are they going to trade two, Ricky? Um, well, they'd be trading up for him. Who are, who are the Cavs taking to five? I think the Cavs at five are going to be kind of shocking here, and I don't even like believe myself saying it because <laughs> I don't want to. But I think they could take a shot at Cam Radishier. Oh. I thought about him. I thought about him over DeAndre Hunter for a second. If 
if I'm going by the Cavs playbook here, I think that they they want to get a guy who has a ton of upside still, and I think Cam does. I mean, all we've done is shit on this kid mm-hmm. for the last six months, rightfully so at times, but perhaps a little heavy-handed. Uh, I want to see him in, a, in an offense where the ball gets to go in his hands more often. I want to see him with uh, a... a I would wish he had a true point guard, uh, but that's probably still not going to happen here. Uh, but I think that he's he's one of those guys where if you're if you're still in the mindset of wing dominant NBA, he is the guy who you want to mold after. He's got all the physical tools to be an elite wing in the NBA. You just need to work through whatever is going on with him mentally and whatever whatever is going on with his shot because the motion itself is not broken. He he should by all means be a better shooter than he is. So if you can work to improve that over the next couple of years, he's got the body to grow into. Like I know Ricky said, Paul George, mm-hmm. people have wanted him to be T Mac esque. You know, he has some of those fantastic measurables that make scouts drop their jaws. And so. Cleveland is a beautiful place for that. For the like, hey, you know what? If I'm going through everything I'm going through, it's very low. There's the expectations aren't going to mm-hmm. be high. Like, he can just kind of go there and be himself and really kind of have that chip on his shoulder of, well, like, you know what? We're going to do it for Cleveland, and it's also like what they used to have. It's a beautiful place as well for him because it's, you know, he can also blend, blend in with most of the trash that is around Cleveland. Oh, um, and, and then if he rises to the top, that would be great. Jesus. Uh, because, you know, the, you Browns, him over the, Browns, are on the, the Browns are on the up and up. So, hey, if the Browns do well, then it's like, oh, hey, look. <laughs> it's a reference it's dated. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we bring that. That's not dated. We bring that reference oh, up at no, least once I'm a month on this like, podcast. I'm saying, like, dated is like it's from two. I'm not saying we haven't brought it up. And like, it feels like I'm not saying we don't bring it up. I'm saying it's years old. <laughs> That's outdated. Um, Joakim Noah hasn't been on the Bulls for years. I, I will. I will say. Yep. I, I had a, a, a what's it called a more dated reference with. Mm-hmm. She's got a great ass. That's going back to '95. Yeah, they so. caught us off guard going Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was we were. I forget what we were talking about. That was a podcast. Yeah, but so uh, they we won't talking, know what you're we talking, talking about. We were talking about Pacino clips. That's why yeah. Yeah. we weren't referencing an actual woman. Um, <laughs> Uh, Look at us. We don't know actual <laughs> women. Um, but yeah, um, I think I need a little more talking into with the Cam Reddish thing. Because I like the idea. Yeah. Because you look at it, Cam Reddish going to be 20 on September 1st. DeAndre Hunter going to be uh, 22 on December 1st. So clearly the age is there too. And if you're thinking yeah. Cam Reddish is going to mold into that two-way player, like that's the thing with Cam Reddish is I kept trying to punish him yep. for like being bad. Um, and that's why I kept you know trying to push him down more and more. And that's why at the last one for the coin flip one, I had Cam Reddish at seven because I was just like, no, you need to get punished. You cannot be a top five pick. But when I had you're him just at explaining 11. it, like, huh? I had him at 11. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is like, he he doesn't his production does not warrant this high of a pick, but he does have such a great kind of canvas that you can mold him to mm-hmm. yeah. become that it, that is just so interesting. I, I it may be a reach, but I think they're swinging for the fence on potential here. And is uh, it a reach for a team? Yeah, is it a reach for a team that really you know kind of needs that player that they can take time on, but you know he might have that higher floor. Yeah, I, I or just that think higher that, ceiling. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that the big thing. Going between, I, I was at the toss up between Bull Bull and him, honestly. Really? At the same time, I was going. Well, why didn't you go Bull Bull? Because they've already dealt with Kevin Love and all of his freaking injuries. And I'm like, that's the last thing they want as a team is to go out and draft a guy who is coming off of an injury, who potentially has injury, uh, a high likelihood of injuries in his future. Mm-hmm. So he's a unique position where I, I think we've said it. He's a guy who you, if he's healthy, you can build a team around his style of play. But 
I think Cam Reddish is a guy who is a no-brainer plug-and-fit two-way wing in the NBA where you've already got the model. You're not reinventing the wheel with him. Yeah. You're just going to go get someone who you hope can be one of the top ten wings in the NBA in the next five years. To at least give people a look into my big board and thought process I'm going with. Right now, the top player on my board is Darius Garland. Then it's DeAndre Hunter. Then it's Bull Bull. Then it's Cam Reddish. And then it's Sekou Demboya. I'm in agreement with you that I don't like the fit of an, a Garland or Bull Bull just because Garland positionally I don't think yeah. he would fit well with uh, uh, Again, he's, with, with he's more of a shoot-first kind of a guard. Yeah, well. that's the thing. I like John Morant there because he is such a, a willing passer. Agreed. Um, and then with DeAndre Hunter, it's just like that that age. Is that really what the Cavs need? So then that comes into the Bull Bull, Cam Reddish, and Sekou. Sekou, I think, is the youngest player in this draft. Uh, there might be some guy who's snuck in the second round, but at least for lottery prospects, he is the youngest. I'll check um, out. I think he's going to be 19 in December, so he's a full two years younger, uh, than, or three years younger than DeAndre Hunter. Uh, so he comes up in my mind. Cam Reddish, though, I have Cam Reddish above Sekou, but I have Bull Bull above uh, Cam Reddish. Uh, and then I have DeAndre Hunter above all of them. But I, I think he does come down to potential. And, Dave, I hate to just completely copy your mock draft, but I'm going Cam Reddish. Hey. You, you talk me into it. It's just the fact that he has such a high floor, I think, and they can take their time to develop him. And really, if he's missing shots and bad, I don't think it's going to hurt his confidence because there's no expectations. Yeah. Like, this is your time to fail. Like, see what works for you. You have a lot of time to grow yep. into the player that you think you can become. There's no rush here in Cleveland. I think that's probably the best fit for him. Yeah. And we've been mocking the Cavs so much in the top three where Cam Reddish would be too much of a reach. But now, sitting exactly. here at five, it's like, it's my kind brain of a was perfect like, spot for I don't, I don't know what to do with my mocks anymore. They're all wrong. Yeah. These players are all jumbled up. Uh, he is the youngest. Uh, he is uh, just a little bit younger than your your boy Charles Bassey. Bassey, mm, that nice. you love so much. Yeah, he's not a lotto. Uh, no, no, he is guy. far from lotto. Um, but anyways, uh, the Cavs right now, we'll, we'll mock this. Since or we'll recap this since we're through five picks. Uh, Suns taking Zion Williamson across the board. R.J. Barrett going to the Wizards across the board. Um, Dave and I have John Morant going to the Knicks at three. Ricky has Jarrett Culver going to the Knicks at three. I have Jarrett Culver, and along with Dave, have uh, Jarrett Culver going to the Hawks at four. The Cavs, we both have Dave and I uh, taking Cam Reddish, and then Ricky has the Hawks taking a four bowl. So really, we have two mocks going on here. We've got two mocks going on here. Yeah, I'm very (laughs) interested to see what he goes with next, uh, Dave, for for the Bulls. Um, I think we're probably going to be going in the same direction as well. Um, And and Ricky, you keep saying since the Wizards pick. Ricky's pick has been trade. Uh, number two through It's been trade, five. or I'm going to try to find a way for John Morant to go to the Bulls. So, Ricky, no, who do you have the Bulls going at so, six here? Is it Kobe White? No, I'm going to have Is it I'm going to have him go with uh, Tyler Hero. No, it's John Morant. No, you said John Tyler Morant. Hero. No, John Lock Morant in. is the freaking pick. If that's the case, you said RJ, number one to the uh, to the Suns. It's fine. Um, but, no, it's John it's Morant. And this one, this one is one where even if Ja is not available, like in both of your mock like drafts. Like he actually won't be in real life. This is one where I would honestly think Colby White to the Bulls at six. If the Bulls fall to six, hopefully the Bulls are not in this situation for the real mock, and we don't fall, because then I will have a panic attack, because it's what happened last year, but Ricky, and it's going to happen this year, and I'm going to lose my GD mind. He's not, it's I, not, he's not falling. I feel like you missed no, that I'm opportunity saying to the say Bulls your favorite draft line, line, though. What? What is your favorite draft line? I'm when a pick running comes this pickup. Oh, yeah. I'm sprinting this <laughs> well, pickup. Th- this one, I'm, I'm running like I'm Naruto. In, I'm in high pick up to the draft board. <laughs> He's got the ninja. <laughs> <laughs> no. In this one, I'm like, in, I'm, in, I'm in like, 
hyperspace. I'm in like hyperspace. <laughs> I'm getting done. this thing up to the podium as quick as possible to get John Morant, but no, like. Well, yeah, you probably turned this pick in uh, number one because you already <laughs> plotted out your way no. to get John Morant there. You're like, I, mean, I already know since I'm the god of no. this, this mock draft, I'm putting my in, giving my like I said, pick in already. In real life, a trade would have happened. Was it the Pelicans? Was it the Bulls? Was it the Grizzlies? I don't know. A trade would have happened, though, if we were able to do them. But, no, John Morant to the Bulls, and even if he wasn't there, I'd go Kobe White to the Bulls. I just think it's kind of BS that four players went above him that you think are worse than him. That's the thing. That's, That's how a mock thing. draft I, is different than a big board. Well, I'm, I'm just calling it out. Like, it is different, but also, like, when you're dealing with guys that are that talented, there's just teams aren't going to pass up on them mm. unless they're the New York Giants. So John Morant to the Bulls. All right. Dave, what do you have him going with? You in the same mindset here? It's Darius Garland. Oh, we're not. I'm going Darius Garland with this one. I, I know that a lot of people want to be like, where's the defense? They're like, their defense doesn't matter. You don't get paid for defense. Uh, okay, Jabari. Jim Boylan will coach it into <laughs> Look, Trey Young was the worst defender in the NBA last year by a wide margin. Anybody disappointed with that pick at all? Wiggins was two, I think. Uh, Wiggins might have been two. I mean, he played OKC a couple times. So that might have helped him out, though. Uh, Help him score, not defend. <laughs> he beat, no, he played defense. Okay. He was like all in on those games. He hates them. Um, unknown reasons, still. But no, Darius Garland. I, I am 100% in the uh, you're past that point. You need a point guard. It's either he or Kobe White. I think Kobe White's very good. I think Darius Garland shooting is on a different level. So I'm going to take the risk. Go for the guy who I know it was like, but Zach Levine's our guy. Lowry Markinen's our score. We don't need another score. And I'm like, is it really a problem if you have too many good scores? What I'm seeing out of great teams right now is that you have to have guys step up night in, night out. And Kevin Durant obviously elevated his play mm-hmm. when Clay Thompson wasn't on fire. Clay Thompson was on fire a couple of games. Yep. Steph Curry was on fire a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to come from multiple guys. You can't just say Zach Levine and Lowry Markkinen are going to get it done. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going with one of the best scores in this draft, perhaps. Yeah, I, I think again, I love Garland. He's my fourth player, um, mm-hmm. not fifth. We're, uh, we're weeks away board. from getting the medicals, hopefully. Yeah, he's my fourth player on, the, on my board, and again, they need a guard. Um, but the player that's fifth on my board is the player I mocked to him last time at, at oh. five. Um, and again, th- this really shouldn't change, because Garland was on the board last time, and, and nothing's changed for the Chicago Bulls. I have him going DeAndre Hunter um, with this pick, <clears throat> and people might hate it because he's not a guard. Yep, but the, I do. The, org- the, the, the rationing that I'm going with here is this is a team that is still extremely young. The oldest piece of this core is is Otto Porter, and he's going to turn 26 on June 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's already locked up. He's going to be on this team for a while. They're, they can't move that contract again, um, even maybe unless he starts balling out like crazy. But I don't think there's a real need to. And he's going to be entering his prime when this team starts to need to win. Yeah. And I think Chicago will give them one more year, too. I, I think picking Garland would really kill the offensive flow. And one thing that Hunter gives to you is he gives you a guy that's already progressed. He's a guy that's giving you a guy closer to your prime. So when you do finally hit that, all right, we've really filled out our starting lineup with a, a starting guard, um, it, he's going to be ready already to to contribute. And I think you can run with Chris Dunn for one more year. You can see what he can fully give you as a starter, and if he's healthy. If he's not healthy, it just makes it easier to cut him after this year or, or not offer him a large contract. Mm-hmm. And you can also just look to next year because we see the prospects that are available next year. Mm-hmm. And even if they draft Gar- Darius Garland, I don't think they're going to be a great team. I don't think they're going to be making the playoffs next year. Put a um, K. 
They, I, don't, I just don't. Had think they been be. healthy this year, they would have been a playoff team. I mean, team. you look at what after they drafted, uh, after they traded for Otto Porter, they started winning a ton. And they started looking really great out there. So they might not be. Uh, they might, you know, they might end up being a playoff team. It but, was a coincidence as well as their health. I'm just tossing mm-hmm. it out there. Yeah, I mean, Markkinen wasn't great to uh, healthy to start off the season. Yeah. Um, who else wasn't healthy as well? Uh, Markkinen missed games. Uh, Zach as soon missed as games. Zach Carter missed games. Wendell early. missed games as soon as. Markinen came back, mm-hmm. and then we got Otto, obviously. Dunn, Dunn started the season injured as well, right? I think he started injured and or Bobby finished did. injured. Bobby did. I, ever, literally everyone on our team had missed games. But well. I think it was Markinen and some other scorer was hurt right away to start the, the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but uh, I, I, And that's why Fred was hired. People were like, well, Fred didn't even have a full team. But um, <laughs> I, I just think that this team still won't be there yet. So you're going for next year. veteran wing depth, basically. Yeah, I'm going for for versatility because when you're in the playoffs, you need versatility but you're pick with your wings. Six swing for the fences, man. But I don't think swinging for the fences will be. If, if would you be feel good like you've got four team. guys in your core locked up, that's my rationale. That's I've got four guys who are. That's my starting mm-hmm. lineup for the next two years. I'm good with those all of those guys. That's about as far as you can count in today's NBA because of the amount of movement of players. So I feel good about that, and I'm going. What what is the best potential outcome of this draft? And in my mind, it's still bull bull, but like we've already got our four, so I'm going with Darius Garland. Yeah, I don't. You're not wrong. It's just that's. I, I'm trying to give you like the like. I I am absolutely. No, I understand. Like, well, I don't plan on being this high I, up in the lottery. I don't think again. people are, like Bulls fans will be happy that I don't have them going with a guard. Yeah. Um. It's just the fact that I don't think a guard a, a guard outside of Morant would fit well with him. And if there is, I think it's Kobe White, and Kobe White would be too much of a reach here. Okay. Um. So mm-hmm. I, I think that the Bulls, if they do get the six pick, yeah. Why not also trade down? Um. I, I think that could happen as well. I mean, That's if, fair. If the Pelicans were lower than seven, which I don't think will actually ever happen, um, they might because if, if the, the Wizards don't jump up and if it's the, the Cavs, Suns, and, and Wizards, something like that, um, you know, maybe you are able to move that for like a Drew Holiday, um, which would be interesting in the Bulls. Um, yeah, but that'd be nice. I just I, I don't see the point guard that's out there that I would love for them to take. And I, I don't think a, a one okay. of those guards moves the ball enough. And I don't think Garland moves the ball well enough in that system. He's, he's a great player. He's a great talent. Um, I just I, I don't think it would be great for the offense exactly. And that's going to be taking shots away from Markkinen. Yep. It's going to be taking shots away from Levine. It's going to be taking shots from Otto Porter. It's going to be giving sh- more shots to Garland. Or it's going to be taking shots away from Garland. I think Garland needs the ball to be effective. I don't think he can be a guy that can lead an offense, You know, you know, move the ball around, be a, a facilitator. I don't think he can be that type of guy. Um, and okay. defensively, Horrible. So, yeah. uh, I'll go DeAndre Hunter. Uh, let's move now to the Pelicans at seven. Uh, Ricky, who do you have him taking? I want to go Brandon Clark. And this is one that he's the number one person that is left remaining on my big board at this point. And I've talked about the Pelicans in recent mocks that we've done of Anthony Davis is on the trade block. He ain't going to be back. And the only player that they have under contract as of right now in their front court is Julia Okafor. Like, Julius Randle could be back, but he could also get a contract from another team and be... Yeah, because he's declining his player option. He's making... Yes. He, if he accepts it, he's making yeah. $8 million. Yeah. There's no way he's going to No, but I'm saying, like, they could here. resign him and give oh, him yeah, money, sure. but, like, I'm assuming that I'm just, another team gives him money. Yeah. For, for people just... Yeah. Why Julius um, Randle went up. And because of that, like, I just look, and he's, A, the best player remaining on my big board, and he's someone that they can add to that front court... And his defense is really good, and I just say, hey, you know what? We need front court depth. I'm going to go ahead and take the best guy remaining on my board to fit there to New Orleans. Dave, who do you have him taking at seven? 
I'm going with DeAndre Hunter at seven. I think he's a he's a plug and play wing. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I'm at that point where I'm bored with him almost. It's <laughs> it's the I'm not gonna throw up like the commentator for the Wizards was, mm-hmm. but that's his game. I'm just a little concerned about you know how much offense can he provide at the NBA level. You know because he will have a much much smaller role in my mind. Although on this team with so many unknowns about who's going to be there, you know this year, next year going into the future if they're going to reload or if they're going to unload their talent and get draft pick heavy um he's a guy at least you have a safe player who looks like he has you know a decade plus in the nba like you you, guys like danny green aren't sexy but danny green's a winner yeah and that's i feel like deandre hunter has a very similar feel to him he throws a really hard bow by the way yeah i fucking hated that (laughs) he he, he took a couple shots at jaded um Felt a little cheap. Yeah. Uh, I, I think looking at the way this fell out, it, it couldn't fall more perfect for the Pelicans. Um, Hunter would definitely be the pick here if if this guy wasn't on the board because um, not only is he right behind this guy on my big board, uh, you're exactly right. Because, I mean, this is a team, too, that could be interesting. Um, if they mm-hmm. if they do trade, you know, uh, Anthony Davis, I think they're going to, you know, especially if they trade him like the Lakers and they get those pieces back like Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, this could be a team that could jump to the playoffs um, because I really liked what they were able to do when healthy. Yeah. Um, Drew Holiday is, is great. Um, if they re-sign Julius Randle, I'd love that. Just make the Lakers again. Um, I think it'd be a really fun <laughs> team. Um, I think just the the inconsistency of is Anthony Davis going to be here? Is he not going to be here? He's injured. Um, they also had obviously injuries injuries just around their 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 team. Um, I think DeAndre Hunter would be a great fit for him for them. But I feel like if they're moving away from Anthony Davis, they're trying to bring in a new regime. They're trying to start clean. And I think for that, you need to at least get a guy who has star potential, and that's Darius Garland. He's still on the board. Um, he's my fourth-ranked player. He's falling to seven. I think he is an incredible talent. Then injury's not too concerning to me. Um, yeah. I, I feel like he's just sitting out because you know he didn't want to waste his talent. He didn't want to you know possibly re-injure his his, 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 his his stock could only go down. At yeah, that point, exactly. Pretty much. Um, and and if he's able to come back in the combine, he might even shoot up boards. Um, so it was just smart for him, and I, I think Garland. Uh, to, I mean, he's just so talented offensively. And you already have a guard, Andrew Holiday, who can move to the two and defend twos, and he is just a stud. He's an all-star. Um, right? He's, he's was, an all-star before. He's been an all-star. He was voted most underrated player in the NBA yeah. this year again. He, he's, he's incredible. And he's yep. a guy that can score. He's, he's gotten up near 19 points before in, in his career. Yep. He's a guy that can move the ball as well. He is just so versatile and fluid. And, and Darius Garland, having that much of a leader next to him, would be absolutely huge. And he could score points, too, because Anthony Davis isn't on, isn't on the team. If Julius Randle's not on the team as well, they're going to need somebody to score. I mean, Garland can do that. Outside of, you know, Ja. Drew. Oh. Well, but... 20 and 10 is, coming out here, bad. Here's the thing with, with Ja. <laughs> Chuck Diallo was getting more minutes than him at some point. So. Well, that, he was also, you know, injured, and Chuck had some good games. No no denying that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I just I love I love giving him a, I, a little bit of love that he deserves still. The the best situation for the Pelicans, in my mind, is getting Cam Reddish or getting Darius Garland. Yeah. Um, and they got one of them uh, in, in my mind. I like the Brandon Clark from Ricky, though. I think that one... Could be super promising for them. I think I've had him oh, yeah, go there for like the last. He did a little bit. Did he? I think I've had him go there for like the last three mock drafts we've done. Yeah, you had him two. at 5.0 and 4.0. Did I have him? I think no. Did I have him go before the Pelicans? The funny okay. thing is, you had like, Clark go 13 to the T Wolves, okay. which is another fit we like. A lot of people are saying like frame wise, he reminds people of Julius Randle, um, just because he's much more slimmer though. I think. It, was it him? Maybe I'm confusing with somebody else, but I remember somebody like comping him to like Julius Randle. S. Maybe it was his offense. Is it Larry game. Nance? 
Maybe. Because at Larry Nance, at least body-wise, that's who I think of. Maybe it was gameplay. I don't know. I'd take it all back. I'll just <laughs> toss that one out the window. I could see gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, I could see gameplay. So, uh, better defender. Yeah, obviously. But just offensive game. Yeah. I could see that. I, I think Clark is definitely interesting, and if they, if they do move away from mm-hmm. Randall, that would be I just, a, a like, pick. But. For me, it's just they're barren right now in the front court, and it's like yeah. it's a big question mark, and I'm not... Up. I'm not confident that Julius Randle is a Pelican next year. I just think the biggest thing that concerns me about the the Pelicans is not having that other guard next to Drew, and that's something they they had yeah, they had once in Rondo, mm-hmm. um, and then they got like a shitty Rondo. version of Rondo and Alfred Payton. Um, <laughs> he cut his hair, but then it got hurt. So the other thing and then that he had his like, average his normal March triple double. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I felt like they've been uh, you know missing out on just the entire Anthony Davis era as a three. Yeah. Um, like, when is the last time they tell a me three? Tell me, Moore is not a... No, and you are also been, like, hoping that Solomon Hill comes back healthy and he never has, or he's never been great. Oh, hang on. Um, they did get some good play out of someone, though. And that's killing me. Thanks, I'm Dave. Looking up, I'm looking him up right now. Dave with names, man. That, that one guy really helped us that one year. Um, oh, my God. Basketball reference go faster. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, Solomon Hill's been a guy that, you know, he's played 44 games, 12 games, and then 2016 he played 80 games um, and was a decent three-point shooter that year at, at 34.8%. But uh, he's he's been a guy that they've kind of been hoping would come back healthy and never really has. Um, but he's he's never been like Kendrick that consistent Williams. guy. Yeah, I wasn't going to pull that up. Ken, uh, Ken Rich Williams, <laughs> Ken Rich right? Williams, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Ken Rich uh, Williams. But, yeah, so... I don't know. I, I, just I super think, good rebounding three. Yeah, uh, he had some fun games. I'd be looking at the one or three in my mind, but, but Clark is definitely an interesting fit, and I, I do see the Randall cop. So yeah, uh, Clark would be an interesting one. Let's move to eight now for the Grizzlies. Uh, Ricky, who do you have him going with? This one's easy for me. It's Colby White, and the reason being is whether or not you know the future of Mike Conley, Colby White can come into this Grizzly team and in the first part play next to Mike Conley and be the two guard. And then if you decide, hey, in the future we're going to move on from Conley and trade him, kind of like what we did for Gasol, you can move Colby White over to the one guard if you want. Or you can keep him with the two and get someone else to play the one. He's got that flexibility of being a combo guard that I think fits nicely with the Grizzlies, can give them some more offense from the backcourt. And it's just another of like, here's the best player on the board right now, going to take him, and he fits with our team. Mm Mm-hmm. Dave, who do you have them going with? I've got them going with... Oh, man. It feels weird. Hang on. Are you going to gonna do it? Because I, I have two guys in my mind, and I think one of them you're thinking of as well. Uh, one of them might be, but I, I guarantee you it's not Kevin Porter Jr. because that's who I'm going with. What? I'm going Kevin Porter Jr. there. Wow. Yeah. Why? I think he's You got had Kevin Porter Jr. last year at 14. Over yeah. a Kobe White. And then before that, you had Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, you had Kevin Porter Jr. in your top 10. Yep. So 4.0. But that's a, that's a big rise from 14. I do. I, I understand it's a big rise, but I'm, I'm looking at it. And I don't, like, the Kobe White fit could work. And mm-hmm. he was on my board. And I was thinking about that. But I don't know if they're truly moving on from Mike Conley. And that's the problem is this is an organization who has mm-hmm. uh, routinely made the wrong decisions with personnel. So I, I wouldn't well, be surprised. now they've got new guys in positions. I'm doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Franchises are cursed. Um, and this is, a, this is a case where Grizzlies, like, Going for someone who has a top end of awesome. Kevin Porter Jr., we talked about him. His his offensive highlight reel makes him look James Harden-esque. Unfortunately, that's about 12 to 14 minutes out of a game. Uh, and if you did not know, games are 48 minutes long. So that could be a problem <laughs> he's not play, He's not Will Chamberlain. He's not playing all 48. Or 48.5 Jimmy, yeah, minutes He's going to Jimmy Butler, 48.5. <laughs> and the thing I forgot. Oh, that, that, no, that's Wilt's. Yeah, he, yeah he's Wilt only was 48 there. minutes, but he averaged 48. And to go off of the new management <laughs> yeah. and stuff, the thing I saw, and I don't know how 
this plays into anything, but yeah, I'm going to say it anyways. Tayshawn Prince is now promoted to the VP of Basketball Affairs for nice. the Grizzlies. So Not operations, but affairs. I don't know if uh, if Tayshawn's going to be good for that role, but he gets a promotion. With I, the I don't know what that role does. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, great question. What is I, Vice President of Basketball, basketball Affairs? affairs. <laughs> is that like foreign affairs? Uh, like, are they just be. talking to other teams? Like, hey, how you guys doing? But he's not even the president. He's the vice president. He's the VP. Yeah. He, so he's probably the one, like, organizing him a little bit. You know, he's he the is. second guy in the room. I think he's just, like, the you know, the, the nice guy. He's a great guy. He's like, like, oh, wow, Tayshaun Prince is here. And, like, you know, the other guys. I would say like, Tayshaun Prince has that credibility to him. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Who doesn't so, have Tayshaun? <laughs> probably a couple teams in the league still. Uh, but, no, from my opinion, I look at them and I say they've got their four and Jaron Jackson locked up. Yeah. Five, you, I, I like what I saw last year. Uh, at the end of the year, obviously, they got uh, JP. JP? Oh. Jonas Valanciunas. Joe Camilla? Oh, no. Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, Jonas Valanciunas yeah. and Noah JV. Well. Yeah. Uh, so they, I like him. I think that Bruno's great, at, and you can run him at the three again. So I'm really looking for a guard. And I at that point, I go, who's my favorite two-guard available? Yeah. Who's got a ton of top-end potential? Kevin Porter Jr. could do it. That's the thing with me is I don't. I'm not sure if they're moving on from Darius Garland, and the four is locked up with Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't like any twos here. That's so that's and, and I don't think any amazing I like twos. Kobe White enough. I like Darius Garland. If Darius Garland's here, I like him enough to take him. Yeah, but there I'm looking at the three and the four or three and the five. I don't trust Bruno to you know fully be Bruno. <laughs> Sorry, here. I can't I can't go away from him. And Valanciunas, I don't think he's the answer exactly for the for the long term here. Okay. And I, and I def, it's definitely not Noah. So I'm going between two guys. Two guys with massive potential. Yep. You went with the youngest player last year in the draft in Jaron Jackson Jr. They did. Sekou Demboya is one of them. The other one is where Bull Bull comes in. Yeah. These these were two guys who were secondary to me as well. Mm-hmm. I was like... I thought I... we might have been in the same thinking here. Yeah. And it's it, and the, the reason why I'd be comfortable going with Bull Bull here is because Jaron Jackson Jr. is really good at defense. Uh, he's really he's, good. He's pretty, pretty good. So, and, and then you could literally just have Bull Bull come in and just be a weak side defender, blocking shots. Um, and, and even then, like, those two guys can defend on the perimeter. The biggest place that I, I worry about with Bull Bull is just in post defense. But outside of that, he's a fairly decent defender. Um, and if they both can shoot threes, oh, the, the space spacing the would be amazing. ridiculous. Yep. So it's between Bull Bull, it's between Sekou. I don't know which one I'm really going with here because it's just so tough because it's like, do I trust Bull Bull's health here yeah. enough? Shit, you almost talked me into going Bull Bull already. But, <laughs> like, but then you look at Sekou, and Sekou then gives you that three that can be a guy that drives, penetrates. You already have spacing because Jaron Jackson's getting out of the lane. Uh, Jonas isn't a, a three-point shooter per se, but he's, he's got a decent stroke. Um, he's not Boban out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go ball ball because I think it'd be that. I think it'd Thank be really you. fun. Thank you. And I, I, I want to almost swap mine, but no, I can't. I, I, I think it'd just be very interesting to see those two players out there together. Um, and, and the fact that they both can provide stretch for you, they both can play great defense, uh, or at least you know, provide good defense in, in the certain spots for Bobo. Um, yeah. I think it'd be very interesting. And, and Jaron Jackson, I don't think is going to be ever an elite scorer in the league, mm-hmm. but I think he'd be a fairly good scorer. And Bobo can be an elite scorer. And having Mike Conley setting those guys up, very fun to watch. The question that and, and, I want to... And that's the thing, too, is you have Valanciunas who can spell Bobo. Yeah. So Bobo's probably going to play 20 minutes a, a game in his rookie year. 
and that way, and and uh, what's his face, Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, when he fouls gonna, out, yeah, wasn't going to a ton of minutes because he was consistently fouling out. <laughs> um, you can at least put in a guy like Valanciunas who can really help him out. Um, and he might not, and Bobo might not even start right away. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll go Bobo just because of the potential there. The question that I want to throw out is, do you see the Grizzlies? Because you said you don't see a two here worth taking. Yes. First off, and this plays into my second question I'm going to ask, number one is, would Tyler Hero be a guy that you look at if the Grizzlies were in the right range for him, being the two guard sure. for the Grizzlies? But I, I have Hero, like, yeah. 18th. The, the reason why I ask that is, could we see potentially, kind of like what we saw 76ers and the Zaire Smith-Mikhail Bridges trade that you brought up earlier, yeah. could we see a similar thing where maybe the Celtics call – the Grizzlies and go, hey, we want a point guard. We really want. We want to trade up for. <laughs> yeah, we really want that. Pick. Why couldn't you guys get the seventh pick? <laughs> but no, like the ninth, the ninth pick, or yeah. like a team like the Hornets, one. if let's say they're kind of like, oh, can we think Kemba might walk? Trade up for a Kobe White, and then the Grizzlies, hey, we can move back, get a Tyler Hero closer in that third, that twelve. He, he fits the lineup, but. I, I think Dave's higher on his potential. I like Hero just mm-hmm. as the player that he is. I don't think he's going to be growing that much. I know Dave is higher I'm just on saying, that. I know could you're the higher Grizzlies on be him. a team to trade back if the right value's not there? I, I would not because I think you have two players with so much potential that you should take what? <laughs> he had like a burp come out oh. into the mic directly. I had the mouth open and it's just the air just creeps up through the esophagus. Uh, I I would go. It's like I'm coming out one way or another. Oh God! I would go Bobo or Seku just because the potential is there. Mm-hmm. The, the massive yeah. potential. Is my, there. my question and, and the Grizzlies, I think, need that star there because I don't think Jaron Jackson's going to be going to be a star. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be an All Star. Uh, or an all-pro, all-defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he's ever going to be like, oh, that's the guy that, like, you know, he's never going to be like a Luka-type player, a Trey Young-type player. You need a guy that can really draw eyes. And Bobo being, you know, a unicorn and and, and Seku, who can be a 3-and-D monster out there or just a, a, a wing monster out there, um, I think that would be really fun. And also it's really fun to say Seku. Um, my, um, my question with Seku is you did mention he was the youngest player. He's already spo- supposedly 6'9". I mean, if he keeps growing, you have to wonder if he can keep up with threes at that point. That's my only thought on mm-hmm. that. And it's, it's a if bad problem growing, to have, you know? If but. he keeps growing vertically, but not if he doesn't start adding to like I think he, you can always – training is much better over here in I, the U.S. I agree. I agree. Um, and if he devotes himself to training, he can keep his feet, I think. Okay. Um, so I, I wouldn't be worried about that too much. Obviously, if he's, if he's getting up to, like, seven feet tall, then that's a problem. No, I, uh, I don't expect a KDS up, but, rise, but, you know, like, it wouldn't be surprising. KD has kept his feet. Yeah, well, KD's also, like, the Slim Reaper, man. Yeah, he, but, he's, he's uber skinny. If Seku has Se- Seku can lengthen out. Like, Seku's got some body to him. Yeah, but also, if, if you get bigger this way, you get smaller this way. So... <laughs> Unless, you can unless your name is Zion Williamson. That's true. Um, <laughs> that boy eats well. Um, and I, I keep doing it, big kid. Uh, it doesn't matter. It gets awesome. Seriously. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll go Bobo here. Okay, uh, cool. Let's go to the Hawks at nine. Uh, Ricky, you have a fit that I really like, uh, Ari off the board, and, and both guys, Brendan Clark and Bobo, um, they're both off the board for you. That, that'd be the guy that I'd like going to him. Uh, but you already have Bobo going to the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, that's what you're going to mention, and I just realized that. Um, so who do you have him taking at nine? The one guy that you guys have all had him go higher, he is still on my board. Who do you think that is? I don't know. Cam. Cam Reddish is oh, a okay. Hawk. And the reason why is it's exactly what I said earlier. I can get that three later on, and I think Cam in Atlanta 
would be a nice fit, kind of like what Dave said about Cleveland, where it's the Hawks yep. are not in win now mode. Watch, I'm gonna say that they're a playoff gonna, team. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like Dallas. It's like wins. wow, they're winning games now. Um, <laughs> no, not they're even. not in a win now mode to where I think Cam can come in rookie year and kind of just grow as a player. And I like the I like the defense that he adds. We didn't see a lot of it with the um, kind of struggles that he had at Duke, but I like the player that Cam is. I love the defense that he brings. And that is something that you need when you have a defensive liability like Trey Young on your team. You got to surround him with defensive players who can also score. Dave, yeah. who do you have going with? I've got him going bull bull here. I know everybody wants to shit on the defense, and him and John Collins might be a problem, but at the same time, he's definitely got the highest upside available on my board at this point. Mm-hmm. I think he's just he's fallen so far, and I, I I like the potential mock, you know, of him going with the Grizzlies. I think that one would have been interesting. I, I had him almost going to, like you said, the Cavs, almost going earlier. It's just, there, there's there's a couple of guys where I'm just like, I just like that fit a little bit better. And this draft class, I feel like once you get past three, four through 15 mm-hmm. is just put them in a hat, shake them up, and I'm probably going to be not terrified. No, 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 um, no Giants GM pick yeah. reaction here. So it's just, Bobo, super talented. Uh, hopefully he stays, stays healthy for all of our sakes. And that Hawks team instantly adds just a deadly three-point shooter from the outside who can space the floor, can still block shots, and yeah, I mean that team's just uber fun. Yeah, I really don't have that problem because Bobo's already off my board, so yep. that, that's something that I don't have to deal with. Um, I, if even if he was on the board, I don't know if this would be the pick for them though. Um, I, I don't really love the fit for him there. Yeah. Um, but Trey Young passing to Bobo on the outside, I mean, he probably Trae shoot fifty-two percent from three. Bobo um, with the kick, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that'd be an interesting fit. Um, Cam's definitely an interesting fit, but he's already off my board. They're not going Kobe White. Um, this is the guys that are on in Seems contention right now. Super easy to me for you. Sekou is on the board and, and in contention, uh, but they already went Jarrett Culver, who plays the two and the three. But then again, you could probably play Sekou, and he's more of a project and he has time in, in Atlanta. Brandon Clark is a guy that I really like his fit. Yeah. Um, but is he too small? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing that I, I would worry about. Kobe White's uh, behind Brian Clark, but they don't need a guard. Uh, P.J. Washington's there, but I like Sekou better. Nikki Alexander-Walker is there. I... When are you going to get to the center? Well, it's Goga. Whoa! Who, what center are you thinking about? You, you going Goga or Jackson Hayes? He's up in my big board. Goga's that, there. And mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm just I'm surprised because we've been mocking Jackson Hayes consistently to mm-hmm. the Hawks as a, like, you know, it was me and point guards with the Magic. It's just you take a point guard, you're the Magic. You, the you, Hawks, we were saying, you're taking Jackson Hayes. You said this in the, the 20 through 25? What do you have? You guys are 16 through 25 for the big board? Yeah, well, um, you you and I had him in the 16 through 25. Dave had him in the um, 6 through 15, but we talked about him in 16 through 25, yes. Yeah, we, we, we had him through the 5 through 16, right? Is that what you said? 16 through 25 is where you and I had him. I had him a notch above you guys, actually. Dave had him a notch above. Okay. We, where where did I have him? Would you I had him at 17. 16? Really? You had him at Jackson Hayes at 17. I had no, him at 18. Goga. Oh, Goga you had at higher 14. 14, yeah. Yeah, because okay. um, yeah, I have Goga above Jackson Hayes. Yeah. Um, and, and I look at this and I We I all think... had Goga at 14. Really? <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And Dave man. had Jackson Hayes at 13. I haven't been able to watch uh, 14 yet, mm-hmm. uh, 5 through 14, but um, or 6 through 14. But Goga is a guy in my mind that is a two-way machine. Um, he can, and, and I've seen more out of him. And you mentioned this in the, yeah. in the 16, 16 through 25 part. Um, 
we're seeing more from him now. We're actually seeing more clips of him. It's it's more easily accessible to watch his games yeah. on YouTube. And that's what I have been digesting. And, and the more I watch him, and I compared him to Enos Cancer, if Enos Cancer could play both ways, um, <laughs> I really like his body and his mold. And if he's able to play you know, next to John Collins, well, it makes it easier for him. And if he's able to play behind a Dwayne Dedman, well, he'll be able to get more time. And this is an Atlanta Hawks team with not that much pressure, um, and it gives him a lot of time to grow. So I really like... Um, I really like Gogas here. Uh, sorry, Ricky was like, Ricky turned the camera back on. I was on. checking the battery. Hey, look oh, at you okay. were unzipping your pants, Yeah, that's though. why I was no, really confused. I had an itch that I was scratching. Oh, God. Oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> you, just, you just have an itch you got to scratch. Why'd you have to ask, Sean? It was, it I was, was cool. It was just, a, it was, reach in. It was, it was a, a mystery. It was, just, it was on my tongue. I thought tummy. you were like, no. No, it, it was lower. Yeah, it was on the undercarriage of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gogo would be really, peak, peak really, tonight, boys. really interesting. I think he could become a rim protector. If you don't like that, you don't like MVP. Um, I think if Goga's there, I think he could be a really interesting rim protector. I think he can really develop into one. And I would take Goga at number nine. Fight through it, boys. Goga Vitazde is my pick at the Hawks, um, for the Hawks at, at number nine. So the, the Hawks then end up having that trade. Be Luka Doncic for Trey Young and Gogo Batazde. Yeah, I mean that's it could be interesting. I, I I like him as a player. I think that his fit on the team would be pretty good as well. I like the fact that, like you said, Dwayne Dedman could still be their starter. He can take his time to come in. I just don't know if I I, I love Jackson Hayes' defensive potential. And I get it. I'm picking a one sided player over someone who Gogo mm-hmm. potentially has the ability to be a two way player, absolutely. But Jackson Hayes, so young, so raw, so moldable, but he has those... You don't think Gogo's so young and moldable as well? I mean, he's a little... He's, he's older. Young. He's older. I say, he, he, he's not as young. Um, I think he already knows what his game is. I think Jackson Hayes has a very limited offensive game right now, but I don't think that it's capped. It, with him, it's more like, oh, well, I, I'm starting to figure this out. I think that I can add a, a jump hook to my game. I'm thinking I can add this tool. I think that he's a player who can grow much more into a well-rounded center. I think Goga has his game down and is going to be a fierce center for hopefully the next like decade in the league. But Jackson Hayes just has defensive instincts that you can't teach. So, no, it's not a bad pick by any means. It just I hit just... me that Seiko was born in 2000. Yeah. Because uh, Jackson mm-hmm. Hayes was as well. Jackson Hayes was born yep. uh, May 23rd, 2000, and Goga was uh, born uh, July 20. 1999. So, yeah. uh, Goga will be um, at the start of the year 20. Jackson Hayes won't be 20 until the end of the season uh, for them. So, that's, that's definitely a big consideration for them because he does have a ton of, of room to grow. Yeah. I just think Goga kind of fits with them more. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, Jackson Hayes is strictly defense, and then you have John Collins who's strictly offense, but he gives you versatility out there. And that's the thing that I really like out there yeah. is the ability to be versatile for the Hawks. But, I mean, recently they they haven't really gone international. I can't remember the last international player they picked. Mm-hmm. Um, they've really stuck college. Um, Torian Prince, they went um, uh, DeAndre Bembry in that draft as well. They went Kevin Herter. They went Trey Young. They obviously traded the ability to go from Luka. I don't think that's because he's international or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really have stuck home. They've, they have gone uh, also Big 12 basketball. Um, in, in, in some of their picks, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if they do go Jackson Hayes. I just like Gogo better, and he's on the board. Um, the only real competition there would be Sekou and, and Brandon Clark for me, but I think that Goga's size is what really wins it over there. Um, but Ricky, go. Let's go to the Timberwolves at nine. Or, yeah. uh, Timberwolves at ten. This was a difficult one for me, and the re- well, it was difficult first, and then I remembered who was on my board, so I'll 
kind of run through this. Where the first thing I was looking at was my best availables off the board were the guy that I have right now who would be my best available is Rui, but I don't think they go with Rui. I was looking more two guard. My best two guard was Tyler Hero. And I'm thinking, you know what? That would be a nice fit because, you know, Andrew Wiggins can be your ball dominant guy. You know, Cat can be maybe your two scorer and Tyler Hero can be the one that has the sweet stroke from beyond the arc. And then I was like, well, you know what? Maybe Kevin Porter Jr. fits in. And I'm thinking about them. But, guys, I forgot there's somebody on my board that would fit in way better with the T-Wolves over both of those guys. Mm -hmm. Darius Garland is the pick here. And the reason being is Jeff Teague is the only point guard right now under contract. I really like what this team did with Derrick Rose. Like, Derrick Rose was really good for this team. Before Dave, what did he get? Bone chips in his elbow. Bone chips in his elbow. And then that's where he uh, kind of fell off. Where I, I said think it like 19 times Dar- because I was super I passionate know. about it. You remember? were super pissed when uh, Sean kept trying to be Sean like. Sean kept saying could take the spot of Derrick Rose. And he got under the uh, skin of Dave over here. Got but sorry, I don't believe in the 25 games that Derrick Rose finally showed he could shoot a three-pointer. And then he got bone, and then chi- he got bone, bone chips, chips in his elbow. Bone spurs, in his elbow. Um, But yeah, Darius Garland can be the scorer at the one for them. Kind of what, what Derrick Rose was, but I think that point guard, if Derek Gar- if Darius Garland is there, the T-Wolves go and take him there at number 10 over a Tyler Hero or a Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah. No, I, I think point guard of the future is a great position for them, and mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what they're doing timeline-wise. You know, if they can take a risk on somebody perfectly fine with me yeah. I, I don't i don't think that <sighs> guard wise it, it makes sense yeah uh, because yes. even though he can't play like a defense the whole timberwolves can't um mm-hmm. so why not i mean yeah. why not i mean you're gonna have so much offense between That's him fair. him andrew and Kat, wiggins the inefficient offense from andrew wiggins and, and plus Thibodeau's not the coach anymore so. yeah i'd say that that helps the most probably but yeah darius garland plus cat is probably like an offensive rating but like 120 one, it's gonna be like who was the it was Steph who had like a offensive rating one forty in the first yeah. like four games. Um, it might be up Boy to one forty. Um, it, yeah, it'd be it'd be absolutely insane. So um, I, I I like Garland the fact that he fall to ten. Uh, that's a that's a gift for the the T Wolves for sure. Um, Dave, I already see you, you filled in your pick and we filled in my our pick. Uh, yep, because it's a weird podcast. Uh, yep. I'm going with Brandon Clark. You need an, we are going with Brandon we Clark. are going with Brandon Clark. Cat needs an enforcer. Cat needs someone who plays defense. Brandon Clark, incredibly unselfish on offense, still does have a couple good moves to him, though, so he's not exactly going to be useless out there. Mm-hmm. They're not playing 4v5, but he defensively, he can catch a lob. He can actually run uh, run to the hole with the basket, too. Uh, loved it a couple times. He's got a great spin move. <laughs> He'd call it travel if he's running to the hole. Well, <laughs> well he dribbles eventually. Um, but no, like Brandon Clark, just fantastic defender. Uh, we just hope that long-term, you know, his size doesn't become uh, an issue for him one game matched up with some of the bigger centers, especially out in the West. So I would absolutely love to see the matchup versus versus your boy Jokic versus him. Yeah. See what he can do out there, really test his metal. But you need someone who can cover up for Cat's deficiencies. And Cat is one of the most offensively gifted big men in the game. So gain him Brandon Clark is like Early Christmas gift. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I agree. You hit every single point that uh, I wanted to hit. Just the fact that him next to Cat, you finally give Cat the ability to just focus solely offensively. He hasn't um, been I doing feel. that already? Well, 
I feel like he has that anxiety I kid, to be I like kid. the anxiety oh, I need to be a good defender to be like great. I mean, like honestly, just be you offensively mm-hmm. and just just dominate. Um, and and if it comes along where you don't need to be the the, the number one defensive big man, then I think it's going to end up helping his game. And he kind of had that when Gorgie Diang was out there. Um, but Brandon Clark's a different monster, mm-hmm. and I think that he could really defend just that that the best player out there. Um, him versus Joel Embiid would definitely be interesting. I don't know if he'll have the size to do that. Yeah. Um, so maybe but we've seen have to smaller guys bother Embiid. You know, I know he's mm-hmm. not in the realm of Al Horford as far as his skill and basketball IQ, but Al Horford's a guy who notoriously has Embiid's number. Yeah. Marcus All, same thing. It's just but they're f- f- more filled out, right? right. Um, they're they're also in the later half of their career. Yeah, where Clark is just. He's yep. so thinner yep. than them. Uh, <laughs> so I, so much thinner. Than yeah, them. much thinner than them. So I, I think Clark would be a good fit next to him, and and, and he's obviously going to get bigger too. Yeah. I think. When, and he was one of the most efficient uh, when he gets out of college. He was one of the best players in college basketball last year. I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, he is an older player, but you can't you can't look at the numbers and scoff at them at all. He's yeah, so efficient. Well, I think he's very similar, like uh, advanced stats wise to Zion. Yeah, he's the only player that comes like close to him. Yep. Um, so Clark is definitely someone who's de- definitely interesting. I-, I think 10 at him to the T-Wolves is a great pick. Uh, let's move to the-, the Lakers here at 11. I feel like I know who you're going with, Ricky. Who am I going with? Tyler Hero. No, I'm going to go Kevin Porter Jr. Really? Reason- why, why the change? Because well, I feel like it sh- you would, you've gone yeah, Tyler Hero here before. And the reason being is I was kind of comparing the two and looking at their numbers. And when you look at it, yes, Tyler Hero has the better um free throw percentage, but they both scored in less games the same amount of points per game. What? They both scored the same amount of like oh, oh they, I'm they looking the same points per I'm game. I'm looking per thirty six, never mind. Oh, so okay. in per thirty six they're the same. But like when so they you both look at the three point, yeah, points per game. When you look at the same like three point percentage, it's Kevin Porter Jr. is kind of projected to be a little bit better. Than Tyler Hero when you look at the numbers. So, like, I look at it and I go with a Kevin Porter Jr. over a Tyler Hero, although I wouldn't be mad if they went with Tyler Hero because the big thing is LeBron just needs shooters to shoot the ball. And yes, Tyler Hero is more of a pure shooter, but I think Kevin Porter Jr. can add more to the team than just shooting from the outside. And he'd be more efficient at it than a Tyler Hero. I love I, I love you, Ricky. And I, I, this is I, this is just me personally. Mm-hmm. I hate the pick. And okay. yes, Kevin Porter Jr. has a higher percentage, uh, a, a three, higher three point percentage than uh, Kevin Porter Jr. But Kevin Porter Jr. took sixty eight threes uh, this year. And when you look at Tyler Hero, he was over two hundred thirty. Yeah. And he was shooting thirty five percent, and he's shooting ninety three point five percent from the line. Um, I think his shooting is on a next level. I think uh, you guys were having the discussion, who's the best shooter in this draft? Mm-hmm. I think it is Tyler Hero, at least from a shooting. Tyler Tyler, yeah. or Cam Johnson? I, I would still go Tyler, because um, he is younger. Um, oh, yeah, no, but and, just and shoot Cam's been shooting. Yeah, Cam's been shooting, you know, for four years in college. Yeah. Um, I think Tyler Hero also has the addition of range. Cam Johnson was shooting very close to the line in, in most of his attempts. And I think the thing, too, with it is um, you, Kevin Porter's shot is not clean. Um, at least from a mechanic uh, standpoint, he's got a weird funky hitch. It's not like straight up and down. It's not a it's not a clean release. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a weird wrist uh, motion to it. Um, where heroes just boom, like it's just catch and shoot. He, it's it's day and it's day and night. Um, I love what he did, and especially going eighty seven from ninety three. Like you just he has the motion down. Another um, thing hero I'm... hero would be the pick for me, and that's my pick for the Lakers. Um, it's Try a reach. To give us the reason why we picked Tyler Hero. <laughs> 
What? Go ahead and give the reason why we picked Are you Tyler picking Hero. him as well? Yeah? Yeah. I've vocalized it, at least for yes. listeners. Um, yes, I am picking <laughs> well, Tyler Hero. They saw it. It's the people listening. That's what I was talking I'm going Hero, and Dave's going Hero, just because... You brought. Well, you gave you brought, the reasons. He, I feel you gave the the great fact. Like mm-hmm. LeBron needs shooters. Yeah, and you look at what the Reggie only, Bullock did when he got to the Lakers, and he was lighting it up. And the no, only his question tanked actually. No, he didn't. Yeah, Reggie Bullock. They they went down from his time on uh, the Detroit Pistons. He went from like well, a thirty nine to a thirty three percent shooter. There were way more players. I mean, maybe at the end of the year the picked up a little, and also because of their injuries mm-hmm. everywhere, and they rolled it, in it, the fucking wagons. It dipped four percent. Yeah, it's a pretty big dip. Yeah. The the dumb question I'm gonna ask here Might is be. I think I watched the first couple games, but also the problem was hurt in the second. That's half. yeah. The, Sorry. The dumb question I'm gonna ask here is: Does it matter that they don't have a coach signed yet, or is it the dumb question of like, no, it doesn't because LeBron's the coach, and they're just gonna get a coach that fits with LeBron. So why are we even asking? Like, does it matter yeah. that once a coach gets hired, is that gonna influence who they take? Here with this pick, like which shooter they take, not because I think I'm off the train of them going with a center here There's in just, the lottery. Yeah, yeah, I'm concerned. None of the centers are like filled out enough to be an instant impact player. Uh, so that leads me to go shooter. And you, well, you, Kevin Porter Jr. is an interesting prospect. I see him with the ball in his hand having more success than him being a spot up guy. And that stats may prove me entirely wrong there. It's just mm-hmm. what I've seen out of him and his play style. I, I almost, and that's the same reason I don't have Nikhail Alexander-Walker going here as well. I think Tyler Hero, he has success with ball in his hands, but he also works great as a spot-up shooter. It's just, they're, they're, the LeBron formula to success has been get him shooters who can just pull the trigger on stuff early on, and we saw that work for him in the past, and this year they went in a different way. Didn't work out for health and other reasons as well, but it was pretty clear that having no dependable shooters on the outside Ruin that offensive flow. First seven games, uh, Reggie Bullock with the Lakers uh, shot fifty six percent from three. So <laughs> I, that's what it was in my mind. Oh yeah, um, that that was prevalent. At least yeah. in my mind, uh, was was that he was shooting that? And was, that was also no Lonzo Ball. So um, and no Blake Griffin, who's the best point guard on the uh, on the the uh, the Detroit oh, Pistons sh- in my mind. Um, ish. But yeah, I, I think with, ish. with with Hero too is like, I think if he gets the ball. You know, LeBron drives, kicks out to Hero. Hero is open too, and he has a defender closing out on him. I think he does have that nice like first step to you know, g- you know, pump fake first step, get around, and he's got a silky smooth mid range yeah. jumper too. I, I think it's just like he has, he can add so much versatility and just like a, just shooting. Um, I, I think he's a, a more gifted scorer, at least when we're, we're talking about jump shooting. Uh, Porter's a better driver. He's he's, he's more athletic. Um, he's very good in the lane, um, but I, I worry about his ability to work next to LeBron. Um, and, and Hero, I don't worry about that at all. I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a great fit for them. Uh, let's go to the Hornets at 12. Ricky, who do you have to take them? Now, this one is going to be a shocker to most people, but for me, this is a potential pick because he's the top guy on my big board left available. Yeah, I'm going to have him go Rui. Ooh. I'm going Rui Hachimura here. Thank you. Um, Where do you have him on your big board exactly? I have him... Let's see, I'll pull up the big board again because I had Rui the was 10. Right. He was 10. So he's okay. right in my top 10. And this is something where I was debating in my head Tyler Hero or Rui Hachimura. And the reason why I stuck with Rui was already at the two-guard position, they've got Batum locked down. They've got the moist one, Malik Monk, um, locked down. Jeremy Lamb's interesting. Is he going to be back next year? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they re-sign him. Um, but I look at the three and the four, and it's like, 
that's where I think Rui kind of fits, either a three or a four. And even if you think he's more of a four, they've got Marvin Williams and Frank the Tank out there. So it's one of those things where I'm leaning more towards that plus the potential that I think Rui has because, yes, the tape at Gonzaga was different than what we saw in his FIBA performances mm-hmm. when in the under-17 days um, when he was playing. And that's why I lean with that with the Hornets rather than going with another two-guard who can shoot from beyond the arc. The one thing I will say is, uh, just to help you out, Miles mm-hmm. Bridge is also on the team you didn't mention. Yes. Um, and that, that was something that Hornets fans wanted us to mention mm-hmm. last time. Uh, I, I think the four is the biggest thing for them. So him at the four and Bridges at the three, I think that would be uh, an interesting pair. Um, I, I really like the hero fit for them, too. Um, but Hero's off my board, so mm-hmm. you were really picking, you know, between uh, Hachimura and Hero there. We we don't have that you choice. Don't need Tyler so. Hero on the board. They got the moist one. That's a, that they play him. That's really they, the and, thing. And Hero's going to be more of a consistent have, spot up shooter. They've been playing him, and mm-hmm. we'll see about that because Malik Monk was an incredible shooter, uh, but he was he was a catch fire shooter, you know, and that's what we saw him this year. I think he, you know, towards the end was getting about seventeen minutes a game on and off, but. I am not going there. I'm going Kobe White with this one. I think that they just don't have a backup point guard on their roster other than, you know, fucking Tony Parker, who is ancient at this point. Mm-hmm. And he had a great year, to be fair. Yeah. He had he a fantastic was I was incredibly surprised. Veteran leadership was awesome. And they if stopped I want one guy to learn, the end of the season, but yeah. Yeah, if I if I want one guy to teach people, it's Tony Parker. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm taking Kobe White here because I'm not I don't know if Kemba comes back. Even if he does, I still am happy taking Kobe White here because you have a guy who can be a bench point guard, who can be a two guard off the bench. He is versatile enough to play either position for them, and I feel pretty good about my future because everything else, I don't love any other fit yet at this point for the team. They just have some bad contracts they're stuck with between Batum, between paying Marvin Williams fifteen million this upcoming year, Bismack Biombo, you know, seventeen million, Cody Zeller fourteen million. Like they're just they're they're stuck in cap hell at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm going for the future. Question for you then. Yes, sir. If Darius Garland is, let's say, with Armok right now, if he's available at 9 and 10, if you're the Hornets, do you trade up for Kobe White? Instead Wait, if Garland's of, available? Or Garland or Kobe, because like in both of Sean and my or mine, I have all three point guards done. So if that last point guard is there at 9 or 10, do you trade up for it with the Hornets because of the big question that will Kemba return? Yes, no. like Willie. No, I, I wouldn't. This is a team that needs draft capital for the future. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't give up. Well, if I could get away with trading an existing player, sure. Uh, I just wouldn't give up future picks. That's okay. that's my problem is they, they need to keep going, keep that young talent rolling in so that way by the time all those massive old contracts get off the board, you know they can really start rolling this team, look at, look at free agency, mm-hmm. and try to get a, that positive role going. Uh, what I want to do right now is just uh, recap your mock draft so far. So if you want to run one through four, uh, 12 right now, Ricky, yeah, uh, so before I get my 12. Number one, I got the Suns going Zion Williamson. Wizards not trading, going with R.J. Barrett. Then the Knicks not trading, going Jarrett Culver Jr. Um, or Jarrett Culver, I don't know why I threw the junior in there. Um, then the Hawks at four, going ball, ball. Not trading. Not trading. Um, then the Cavs at five, not trading also. Um, DeAndre Hunter, forward out of Virginia. Then the Bulls go John Morant at 6. Pelicans go Brandon Clark at 7. Grizzlies, Kobe White at 8. Hawks, Cam Reddish at 9. T-Wolves, Darius Garland at 10. 
Kevin Porter Jr. to the Lakers at 11, and Rui Hachimura to the Hornets at 12. Dave, you want to recap? Sure. Number one, I've got Zion Williamson going to the Suns. At two, I've got R.J. Barrett to the Wizards. At three, I've got John Morant to the Knicks. Four, Jarrett Culver going to the Hawks. Five, Cam Reddish to the Cavs. Six, Darius Garland to the Bulls. Seven, DeAndre Hunter to the Pelicans. Eight, Kevin Porter Jr. to the Grizzlies. Nine, Bull Bull to the Hawks. Ten, the Timberwolves taking Brandon Clark. At 11, Tyler Hero to the Lakers. And at 12, Kobe White to the Hornets. All right, and then my number one, Suns taking Zion Williamson. Two, the Wizards taking R.J. Barrett. Three, the Knicks taking John Morant. Four, the Hawks taking Jared Culver. Five, the Cavs taking Cam Reddish. Six, the Bulls taking DeAndre Hunter. Seven, the Pelicans taking Darius Garland. Eight, the Grizzlies taking Ball Bull. Nine, the Hawks taking Goga Batazde. Ten, the Timberwolves taking Brandon Clark. And then 11, the Lakers taking Tyler Hero. The biggest thing now with the, the Hornets at 12 that I was looking at is I, I want them to get like a, another guy, just another star. Like this team mm-hmm. kind of lacks like that that punch. Like you look at all their stats and it's just like middle of the pack well, in every single thing. Like they really don't do anything great. They don't do anything horribly. They are just a team that's there. And I don't think they have that thing to take them to the next level outside of Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm. And I think they'd be stupid not to give Kemba the max deal. Yeah. Um, Absolutely stupid. I don't think he would. If he gets the Supermax, I don't think there's any reason he would not take that. Um, this is your guy. This is your franchise. Give him the money that he deserves. Um, so I don't really think point guards are going to be a position of need for them in the first round. Because there are second-round point guards that I think are interesting, too. Um, some projects like Quentin Grimes. like He, he might be interesting for them just because you know he's not going to be a starter. Um, maybe just draft him and see what he can do. Because this was a guy coming out of high school that was really good. Or like um, Carson Edwards. Or like Purdue. a Carson Edwards. I don't really care that much for him. But... Um, you know, and some people do, point or or like a Ty Jerome, uh, like mm-hmm. if he's Ty available, I, I, well I would like I would like him as a Pons. fit. Uh, who? Oh, Pons. Yeah. I thought you were like whispering uh, no. something under under your breath about me being <laughs> <No>. a dick. <laughs> uh, but what I, what that means that I'm going away from Kobe White, mm-hmm. and the two players that I have in mind are Seku, who's the highest player currently on my board mm-hmm. available, or PJ Washington. Um, PJ, I think, could play the three or the four. I and mean, when you talked earlier about uh, Marvin Williams and Nick Batum. Um, Miles Bridges, I think, is the future of the three. P.J. Washington, I think, can play the four. Yep, Might be too much of an overlap playstyle-wise play style there, um, but also I don't think it's that that conflicting because I think P.J. can play a little bit more off-ball than Miles can, and Miles is better going and attacking the rim than P.J. is. P.J. is a better shooter in the mid-range and from three. Yep. But Sekou is the pick here because I think that with the bad contracts they have, they're going to need to start Nick Batum. They're going to need to start Marvin Williams. They're going to need to play these guys and Seku can take time to develop underneath them. Mm-hmm. And where's Nick Batum from? France. France. And, you know, Seku can have a guy that he can <laughs> at least relate to. And I think that is big. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at what the—I mean, I'm a, I'm a White Sox fan. I'm wearing the hat right now. Um, a big thing that has helped the players that they've brought in is having Jose Abreu on the on the, on the the team. And that helps Yohan Moncada. That helps uh, some of the other Cuban-born players that they've brought through the We the, literally the just go after Cuban players. So that's kind <laughs> yeah. of White Sox like, strategy <laughs> and, for the last decade. And having the, 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 you know, a veteran on that team that could help these guys mm-hmm. come in would be absolutely huge. I don't think Frank had that on, on that team. Kind of no. had a similar thing. I mean, Kristaps was a, a foreign international player that was very young, very raw, coming mm-hmm. into New York. Might have helped him come in. Um, but having a guy that plays the same position as you and is, I think, uh, Sekou's from Papua New Guinea. Um, I could be wrong about that. Um, but right now he's playing in the French league, is he not? Um, 
Yeah, like, I can't he, pronounce he, team names. Yeah, so I'm he, not least, honestly he, sure. he at least played in, in, in the French league at, at some point, and I, I think Sekou does speak French if I if I know my bio correctly. Um, so I think that would be a really smart fit for them. Go for a guy that can possibly be the next, you know, part of your future in mm-hmm. in, in, in the Hornets once Kemba leaves, and I think he would be a really interesting fit. You could always take a, a, a point guard, a backup point guard in the second round. You could always wait for a point guard next year. I think Seiko would be the pick here just because of the potential he has and the fit, at least culture that that, that would he would he would have on that team. Also, Tony Parker is uh, French as well. Um, so boom, there you go, double up on that. Boom. So I'm going I'm going Seiko Dumbo here. Let's go to the Heat now. Thirteen. Yeah, this is an interesting pick for me because there's part of me that likes the Seiko pick here because he can sit there and develop with the Heat. But how my mock has played out, how my players have switched on my big board, I'm going to go with Tyler Hero here. And the reason being is I look at the three for the heat right now. One thing I'm going to just jump in because it might offend people that if I don't correct this. Uh, Seku is from Guinea, not okay. New Guinea. Yeah. Uh, I remember John said that last yeah. week. He is from I just couldn't remember uh, Guinea uh, in, in Africa, and he is French. So <laughs> I, I was correct in that. And then we also keep bringing up the LNB Pro A where he has played before, um, where I believe, if we were correct, and I've, I've Brought up the stat a million millions of times, uh, mm-hmm. but I believe Tony Parker and uh, both uh, Nicholas Batum were their player of the years, uh, either in the Ellen Pro A or B. Um, but both guys did play in the Pro A, like Seku did. Go ahead. So, yeah, the heat. With the Sorry. Heat, I'm going to go with Tyler Hero <laughs> only because there's a little bit. I like the Richardson Winslow, although Winslow played a little bit of point guard um, while on the court for the Heat this year. But I look at the two guards, and it's D. Wade's retiring. Kendrick Nunn, shout out to former Illini, although um, he transferred to Oakland. Um, they're kind of thin there. They only got Deion Waiters. Um, and is it Waiters County? I don't know. We're going to have to see now with D. Wade leaving. So I'm going to go Tyler Hero adding a shooting guard who can shoot from beyond the arc, has a great free throw stroke. And I'm totally not confident in that. Part of me wants to go with Seku, but I am going to go Tyler Hero to the Heat at 13. Right. Interesting fit. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not sold. I like how they stretch out with big bodies going uh, one through three sometimes. Uh, We saw it last, you know, with Goran out. And obviously when he came back, they actually opted to keep him coming off the bench for a good portion of that period because you had success running Justice Winslow at the one, Josh Richardson at the two, Derek Jones Jr. at the three. And that kind of gave them a lot of athleticism, length, and size on teams. So I'm in the same vein. I'm going with Seku Demboya here, and I think that he's another guy who is a fantastic guy who can cover you know multiple positions. We're going positionless basketball for Miami. And Sean, you, you talked about it earlier when you liked you know we we're, were discussing you know is he going to be maybe too big for a three if he keeps growing? Mm-hmm. Is he? And I, I think that he's a three four tweener. I don't have a problem with him at either position. I think if he goes to the Heat. That's a team that's known for just being workout warriors. They've got the body pe- body fat percentage challenge stuff they do during offseason. Yeah. Guys come in absolutely shredded. I think that's like the ideal situation. I know a lot of people want to go, he don't draft international players too often. I don't care. He is the most talented guy on my board at this point, and I'm not in the heat front office. I'm pretending I am, <laughs> and I'm telling them, take Sekou Demboy if he's on your board. 
Yeah, he would he would be an interesting player for for, for them. I, we that was a pick we had last time too. I, I just yeah. think he is very moldable, so I, that's the reason why I think he would work there. And it's not like they've never had a you know international player on their team. I mean, Goran Dragic's currently under contract. Oh, they traded for uh, him. for them, but they still thought he could play on their team. Oh yeah, um, yeah. he's got a player option coming in, so that's gonna be a team too. They're not a team with huge needs for them. So I'm just going off my board, and I know mm-hmm. that we just mentioned this guy, Goran Dragic. He's got a player option that he's going to pick up, so they don't need this guy right away. But Kobe White's the best player on my board. There's mm-hmm. no reason not to go for, for him right now. Um, I think you can go him or Nicky Alexander-Walker. Um, those are the two top guys on my board, and he would fit. Um, Nicky Alexander-Walker probably more with that team just because he gives them versatility, which is the, something they do love. Um, but I look at Kobe White, and I think that he can bring the same thing that Goran does, but just younger and cheaper. Um, and that's the, the thing, too. It's like, you know, Goran's going to be making 19 next year. And this is a team that will probably look for some ways to free up cap space because it's a team that does like to attack the free agency market. And they really can't do that right now with the, 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 you know, with the white side contract, with the Goran contract. Uh, so I think that something they can do is just if they get a guy who can step in next year as their point guard, that could be huge. And I know that Justice has played that as well. But also having a secondary ball handler is necessary for that team because Justice isn't a guy that you can give the ball every single possession because – I don't think he is creative enough as a passer and as a facilitator to do so. Kobe White, quick, fast, lean. He can score. He can get to the bucket. He can facilitate. I think he's he's too good. He's too talented not to pick here at 13 for the, the Heat. They're going with Kobe White. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 14. Let's go to the Celtics, Ricky. This one's difficult for me because they have so many other picks. Um, the three that are circling my mind are Seku, Goga, P.J. Washington. Um and I know P.J. Washington might be a little bit of a reach on my board because I think I have him at 16. Um, was is just out of the lottery. I think Goga might be just out of the lottery for me as well with Seku being the only one in. I immediately got rid of Seku because I'm like, you know what? I can get a wing or a two later in the draft, so I'm going to go away from Seku. And then I looked at the front court for Boston. And... Right now, I know Marcus Morris or Marooks, as we like to call him here on the podcast. No, yeah, um, Shout out Marooks. Marooks. He has his contract coming up. So, I mean, that, that's why I throw the PJ Washington out there. But they did draft Robert Williams last year. Yeah, but he's a different think, player. He's more of a five. I, and that's the thing. Is he going to go to the five? Is he going to go to the four? He's that's too, why he's too in my head, I am circling it, circling it. And I think on a whim, I'm just flipping a coin in my head. I'm going to go with P.J. Washington because of just that point of if you see Robert Williams more as a five, yes. then go with P.J. Washington. If you see him more as a four, go with Goga. And because Robert Williams, more of a five, going to go with P.J. Washington to round out the lottery for the Celtics at 14. Dave, who do you have going at 14? 14, I... Similar, similar toss-up because I, I want to go go-go, but I also kind of am, am in the guard-heavy thought of what are the odds that they bring back Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. yeah. and that makes me a little well, afraid. Give us your top three. Who are you thinking? Who are you go- around? It's go-go, go-go Nikhil, or I sound like an idiot for saying his name out loud, Romeo. I was going to say, I thought you were thinking Romeo. Yeah. Romeo's Why do you feel like I'm an reluctant. idiot saying Romeo? Because I just I, I haven't been behind him he all season. He was very low on our big boards. Yeah, I haven't been behind him all season, but he's a guy who could absolutely come in and take shots left and right. But the question is, do you want a guy who does that when you have mm-hmm. someone like Jason Tatum up and budding? And I, I that's for that reason, like 
I almost eliminate him because I think that, yes, he has the body. Yes, he could be a good shooter for them going forward. But I, I like Nikhail Alexander-Walker a little bit better because he's a two-way guard. He brings defense. He brings facilitation. He brings a little toughness. Um, and he's been in clutch moments and, and had to play through uh, pretty good adversity. So, mm-hmm. But defense and Goga, and that's, I think I want to lean to to go center and lock up Goga. I know Al Horford will be on his final year of his contract because uh, he's going to take that $30 million. No way he doesn't. Yep. Um, but going forward, I honestly have not loved Robert Williams' initial play in the NBA. Uh, so, the Time Lord. Yeah. Yeah. He a uh, great nickname, at least. Yeah. But he, he is thin. He make He's very prone to mistakes. He is a very short leash, uh, rightfully so, in my mind. So I'm going to go with Goga here. He apparently received a shoe that was just stuffed with $11,000 in Robert Williams uh, from Texas A&M. Uh, so shout out to him. <laughs> That's baller as fuck. Um, but, I mean, Robert Williams is a guy that we saw last year, and he fell in our live mock to 27, I think mm-hmm, it was. Yeah. We called where he was going to go, and people were like, why is, Robert Williams, yeah, why is Robert Williams falling so much? It's just because he is a very one-dimensional player. He's yeah. not a guy that is a lob catcher like Brandon, Brandon Clark. He's very much just, I will block shots, I will stand here and play defense. Um, and that's all he, he, he really is. And, I, and he has time to develop his game, without a doubt. Um, I, I find him similar to be like Thomas Bryant and um, and Brandon Clark. Hopefully um, he can develop just, that. Uh... Just not offensively, just defensively, yeah. oh, okay, like body-type-wise. Okay. I look at them and they seem similar. Yeah. Um, and defensively they seem similar. But I, I don't have the luxury of picking a guy like Goga here. So it really comes down to that guard spot. Yeah. And it's either, at least going off my big board, it's Nicky L., or it's Romeo. I, mm-hmm. I like P.J. Washington. I think he's an interesting player, especially for the Celtics. But they do have a pick, I think, at 18. Correct me if I'm wrong. They have a pick coming up very soon. Um, they would have 20 and then 22. Okay. So they have a pick, six picks later. Mm-hmm. And, yes, they can go P.J., who I really like, and I could see him falling. But even then, at that three, they have Hachimura, who is would be in my range, uh, in that range for them, too. And they also, at 22, would have the ability to take like a KZ or a Cam Johnson as well. So Perhaps. I really don't think three's a need here. I think you can get a guy, one of the better guards, and this is where point guards are coming off. Um, you really have the last chance to take a great point guard, uh, or at least a great combo guard. Yeah. And I think Nicky Alexander-Walker can be the NBA. And I think that he fits what they want. They want long players. They want athletic players. They want guys who can play defense. They want guys who can be versatile. And that's Nicky Alexander-Walker. Yeah. It's a great I, fit. I like it. Nicky mm-hmm. Alexander-Walker's a pick for the Celtics. So uh, that's the live. That's the LM squared uh, for, uh, for well, us. That's, that's parentheses LM squared. Parentheses LM squared. Live mock, live lotto. Because yeah. otherwise the M is the only thing that gets the exponent. Live. Oh, yeah, we're just stupid. It's How? live live mock lotto. Live mock. So it's L-M-L-L-M. Oh, man. So it's LML. I was just going off of if we were going the live mock or the live mock lotto live mock draft, the live mock live mock, then it'd be parentheses LM parentheses squared. Mm, Yeah, but we can we it would be LML LMD. Yeah. So or we could just take out the L and the D and just love my life, lick my dick. (laughs) Recap the fourteen picks. (laughs) Woo. Recap the 14 right, picks, Ricky. Just... Dave just closed his laptop. <laughs> you got to recap the picks, Ricky. Recap your 1 through 14. So, with my 1 through 14, we got the Suns at number 1 going Zion Williamson forward out of Duke. Then the Wizards going R.J. Barrett forward out of Duke. Then the Knicks going Jarrett Culver, not junior, um, guard out of Texas Tech. Then the Hawks at 3? No, Hawks at 4 going Ball Ball, center out of Oregon. 
Cavs at five go DeAndre Hunter, forward out of Virginia. Bulls at six go John Morant, guard out of Murray State. Seven, the Pelicans, Brandon Clark, forward out of Gonzaga. Then at eight, the Grizzlies go Colby White, guard out of UNC. Hawks at nine going Cam Reddish, forward, guard. Um, Ten, T-Wolves, Darius Garland, guard from Vandy. Lakers, 11, Kevin Porter Jr., guard USC. Uh, Twelve, the Hornets go Rui Hachimura, the forward out of Gonzaga. Then the Heat go 13, Tyler Hero, guard out of Kentucky. And then his teammate goes 14, P.J. Washington, forward out of Kentucky to the Seas to end it out. Dave, recap your live mock live lotto. Yep, sure, sure, sure. Uh, Number one, I've got the Suns going Zion Williamson. At two, I've got the Wizards taking R.J. Barrett. At three, I've got the Knicks going John Morant. At four, I've got the Hawks going Jarrett Culver. At five, the Cavs are taking Cam Radish. Six, the Bulls are taking Darius Garland. At seven, the Pelicans are going DeAndre Hunter. At eight, the Grizzlies taking Kevin Porter Jr. At nine, the Hawks going Bull Bull. At ten, the Timberwolves taking Brandon Clark. At eleven, Lakers taking Tyler Hero. At twelve, the Hornets are taking Kobe White. Thirteen, the Heat are taking Sekou Damboya. And at fourteen, the Celtics are taking Goga. And for me, number one, Suns take Zion Williamson. Two, Wizards take RJ Barrett. Three, Knicks take John Morant. Four, Hawks take Jarrett Culver. Five, Cavs take Cam Reddish. Six, Bulls take DeAndre Hunter. Seven, Pelicans take Darius Garland. Eight, Bull Bull goes to the Grizzlies. Nine, Goga Batazde goes to the Hawks. Ten, the Timberwolves select Brandon Clark. Eleven, Lakers took Tyler Hero. Twelve, the Hornets took Sekou Damboya. Thirteen, the Heat take Kobe White. And fourteen, the Celtics take Nikhil Alexander Walker. And that will finish out our live lotto. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed our time, your time here uh, with the Fast Break Podcast doing our live lotto. Um, we hope this also fulfilled the needs for the people that wanted the Tankathon mix-up. We will have the next uh, live, uh, the next uh, lotto. Mock. The, the mock, thank you. Next live mock, the day of the uh, NBA mm-hmm. lottery on May 14th. So we will be recording Get the hyped. day of, um, should be coming out May 15th. So mm-hmm. we will have finally the finalized dates then, the finalized lotto, and it should be a fun time. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Jake. Jake will be on twice next month in May. We weren't able to get him on. And also Bryant, we got to get him on a podcast mm-hmm. as well, uh, our new patron. Uh, we weren't able to connect with him, but we should be able to do that uh, hopefully coming up soon. Uh, so we will do that. we got to end this as the uh, computer's kind of freezing up because we've recorded this for over two hours long. Uh, hopefully it's saves uh for ricky widmer for dave oster i'm sean anderson we'll see you next time thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.